Ballet, this is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those near it, Star Wars! My seventh winner up here, Star Wars! <laughs> First, Chu Hudikoff. Yeah, uh, if you speak Wookiee, you, you now know why we're not going to be doing Caligula today. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, there's just something about this podcast that's supposed to be an enjoyment for us. And when you talk yeah. about someone just going full on filth, uh, stink fisting people. Well, no, here's the deal. All right. I put up the, the poll. Because we, we have a tradition of doing uh, tasteless movies for Christmas. I just threw Caligula up there because I was th- I was for sure certain you guys were gonna vote for story of Ricky O mm-hmm. because that's an action movie that's our wheelhouse so I just threw it up there I was like no way they're gonna this two and a half hour movie right. they want the fucking violence from us that's right. what we do that's how we deliver and no you picked Caligula by half half the votes right by the way first of all. I bet half of the votes went to people who don't even listen to our show. So fuck them. I don't care what their opinion fuck is. Fuck them. The other half, I think, are people that know Caligula by reputation and have not seen it. Because yes. if you'd seen it, you now know why we have, we're have. we not going to do it. Ooh. Well, we did it. We're not going to release yeah, it. Yeah, we spent several hours working on that episode. Yeah. We worked on all of our favorite bits. We wrote commercials for it. We brought those Everything. back for that episode. Yeah. We brought all of it back. And none of you fucks get to hear it. Yeah. So your sexually frustrated asses have to sit back for one more year until you get another tasteless movie in the yeah. can. And, and it won't year. be Caligula. We're never doing Caligula. Oh, boy. No, because we get... does. Here's the deal. Like, we just weren't having fun with it. it no was, fun. It was, we weren't into it at all. And you would... You, we saved you two hours of your life because you sure. would have hated this episode as much as we hated doing it. Whew. It was rough. Yeah. So, so that's it. 
But now we, we're going to give you something better. Something, right. well, so we're giving, you, we're giving you something a little less worse, I should say, not yeah. better. You thought you thought <laughs> Santa wasn't coming this year for no, us, but no, Santa slips in whatever the fuck he wants. He's been giving toys to all the kids and dick to all the moms. Because technically, if you're listening to this on Christmas Day, you're, we're literally just... We're we're doing this on Christmas Day. One more thing about Caligula. I'm yeah. sorry, Timbley Stadium. There was a riot at Timbley on Wednesday because we didn't release an episode. I'm yeah. So I'm sorry. we're I, I sorry that about that. Yeah. We're sorry about that. You're gonna. We. That's why we're making it up because most right. most most podcasts would be like fuck it. No episode this yeah, week. No. But like I said, we are recording this on Christmas Day. Well, first of all, it just shows how much we hate our families yep. that we're actually recording instead of spending time with our families right. on Christmas Day. But uh, you're our family. Uh, and we're just as much of a family ourselves, you know. I mm. mean, Milhouse loses her mind when Tim walks in the door. She does. She goes full Wookiee. We couldn't get the recording <laughs> yes. of her. She totally understood what yeah. we were talking we, she about. She was actually getting a little excited. With wet. We had to quit our Wookiee soliloquy yeah, a little early because hot. of her. I think everybody's happy about that, though. Yeah. Um, and if you were frustrated by that minute straight of Wookiee, how do you think we feel? It was 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes of this special, Wookiee. No subtitles. Nothing. Just Wookiee. You got a lot of shoulder shrugging, face turning. It was like reading a dog's I, eyes. Did you think, was Drago itchy? Was Drago Billy Drago? Yeah. Because he did have a lot of face things going on. Yes. Uh, not enough hand acting for this man, though. Well, they were covering for... Yeah, I know. So, it didn't work for me, but maybe, maybe. So, I can't think of our better face actors. Yeah. So, Griff, this was your first... You've heard whispers in the wind about <sighs> the Star Wars Holiday Special. This was your first viewing of it, correct? I can't... Yeah, this is absolutely my first viewing of it. Obviously, I have... Way too many questions about I'll it. I'll have, I think I'll have answers. I don't know. So I did want to read a little bit about it, but even before I get there, I just got to say, I feel like this is as bad as the modern Star Wars movies. Like, I feel yeah, like well, I would. Uh, I mean, George Lucas just disowned this. He's never allowed. That's why when he told me it was on YouTube, I was shocked because he hates the special and yeah. never allowed it to. It was never aired again. Thankfully, we had VCRs at the time and yeah. people. People That's probably it. the most fun part is the yeah. your history of viewing this. So yeah. Tell us about that. Well, it came out in uh, the week before Thanksgiving of 1978. So okay. I would have been four years old at the time. Obviously, four-year-old obsessed with Star Wars, like everybody my age. This is all we had. We didn't have all these franchises. Uh, my nephew is four or five, and he got several Star Wars gifts this year. So yeah. That's a perfect still, age. Yeah. yeah. He's got... Which we'll get into... You know, this is a kid's show, but I, later on. Let me know. Is this a Darth Vader thing? Because he was just knocking drinks over <laughs> with Darth Vader. Maybe, maybe the dark side of the force was with him then. Right, day. because he was fucking taking out all the drinks. Oh, also, yeah. he says he has like Tourette kind of moments where he just starts yelling butt cheeks, uh, poop on your head today. Was he been listening to our show? Yeah. Today's- Sorry, what's his name? Uh, Dominic. Dominic, sorry, no Caligula episode. Um, I he's on my fridge somewhere up there, but I don't see him right Are off. You the, the one bat. that loves professional bowlers? No, that's Mark. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my niece and nephews are the best. Uh, his big moment today when he was like, "I poop in the toilet and play with it," <laughs> like that. Wow. Because he just goes into those moments and he gets so silly, and that was his thing. Because he's pooping. You know what? Before we get into the special, oh, yeah. should we talk about our Christmases? You know what? We probably should. We yeah. should have some fun before the fucking <laughs> fucking terrorism that is this movie. Right. TV special, yeah. 
I uh, I experienced for the first time in my life Griff Cirque de Soleil. Cirque de. So you, of course, had premier seats because we did have good seats. Well, Golden Globus always. Yeah, we had yeah. a box, a private box. Yeah. Um, it was, it was the choices were that or Les Mis, and yeah, I saw that was in town. I was surprised yeah. you didn't go to that. No, well, no, you're not surprised because I'm not a musical theater. guy. You wouldn't go see that? No, I would not. I would. Oh, I, no. I was like, at least I can see people doing. Like, and here's the thing about Cirque du Soleil. I'm not going to take anything away from these people. They're very. Incredibly uh, impressive. Is, what they yeah. do is incredibly impressive. Yeah, I just not. It's just not for me. Yeah, it's right. not my world. That's fine, but you can still appreciate it. Yeah, for for a point. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, most of the time, my eyes just glazed over, and I just yeah. went to my happy place in my head. That's good. But uh, I mean, my mom and my sister, I guess, kind of enjoyed it. My sister came into town from Seattle. I haven't seen her in like four or five years, and you know, it's like. We've said Detroit's a factory town. It's not a, it's not a tourist town, so there's mm-hmm. not a lot to do. And she grew up here, so she's done everything, you'd, even if there was a tourist thing. You go out and see the sports, or you go to see the things right. that are We were going to go to a Red Wings game, but they were out of town. They were? Oh, yeah, that's right. They were out of town, and the one game that they had, they postponed, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because of the storm of the century, we got Wait. fucking a dusting of snow. It, fuck it, it was cold and icy. Oh, it was cold as shit. You was, gotta tell us about the roads though, because you actually had experience. Yeah, I had to see Cirque du Soleil. I had to drive down to Detroit and the roads were shit. I mean yeah. we didn't get a lot of snow, but it was it gets when it, you know it gets so cold the salt doesn't work. So yep. the roads were total shit. It took it didn't take forever, but it was still I mean, I saw I don't know how many cars I saw that were just on the side on the of the road. Yeah. You saw a fucking uh semi that had jackknifed into the median. Oh, yep. Seen way too many of those, and so yeah, we had to do that treacherous thing. I mean, it was touch and go whether we were going to go because all week, eight to ten inches, we were. Yeah, we were expecting. And thank God we didn't because I can handle cold weather. I can't handle cold windy weather, and it was no wind was brutal. Thursday especially terrible. Friday little bit better, still kind of awful. Today. It's fine. Today was fine for T- me. Today, w- oh, the yeah. roads are fine today. Oh yeah, that was Friday. It was really bad. Then yeah, Sunday today was pretty good. We got more snow, which whatever. But yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, so we get there is at the Fox Theater, the lovely Fox Theater, lovely Fox Theater, which used to be so run down until Illich has bought it. Yeah, well, My we sisters gotta... actually saw the Smiths play there, like in oh, the eighties, wow. but it was a total run down dump. Man, I wish Eye Patch got. I wonder if your sister knows Eye Patch guy. When I was seeing that one uh, woman for a while there, we, she kept taking me to that bar with Eye Patch Guy. And I remember you mentioning Eye Patch Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the best part of seeing that other woman was yeah. meeting Eye Patch Guy and just talking to him the whole time. Huh. But Eye Patch Guy, yeah, he went to a bunch of shows, and I think he's your sister's age. I wonder, I wonder if they ever ended up in the same concert. I'm sure they have. Yeah. I bet they have. Um. So yeah, the premise was "Twas the Night Before Christmas." It was a Christmas themed Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like very impressive what these people can do. It's very circus. Obviously, it's obviously the Cirque du Soleil. So this is what circus people can do because they shut, thank, uh, rightfully shut circuses down because of all the animal abuse. Thank so, you. So now the people have to do this kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad they have a place to go. I I, I agree. Hard so work. we had, you know, you had the people on the fucking swinging on the fucking fabric hanging there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had, the, had roller skating people doing yeah. roller skating shit. Well, why not? I mean, rad. Exactly. Yeah. There was a chick riding a bike. That was her thing. Of course. And so it was just and it, with a, with a. I guess I don't know what. I, it made no sense to me. It was like a girl. Her dad bought her a bike. She it, she didn't want nothing to do with it because she was into her iPad. Oh, they do little stories. 
it was kind of I didn't understand it, but it was kind of a story. Like little vignettes, maybe. Yeah, vignettes. That'd yeah. be a perfect thing. Because yeah. there was a Santa Claus guy, but he was like a grimy, dirty Santa Claus. Like he had a oh, black hell beard. Yeah. Punk rock Santa Claus. Yeah, and he had like a pimp kind of coat. Brian like, Last played him. No, and his whole thing was juggling, which was impressive because he he had. I think there was going to be torches, but they were shaped like bowling pins, like they usually do. Yeah, but yeah, he was yeah. whipping them really fucking fast, dude. So that was impressive. I, I fucking love. I mean, I can juggle three. I'm almost close to four, but I don't practice enough. Juggling is a very fun hobby. Okay, not and, that kind of juggling. And uh, so, and he did the thing where he juggles with his like bowling ping pong balls with his mouth, kind of thing. What? He spits them up and juggles them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was impressive. I'm not going to knock these people. They, what they do is, uh, you know, I couldn't do it. In right. Years, but it just. It's too happy for me. Yeah, like, you need... I mean, Christmas. I'm not a Christmas guy. I think we know that. Yeah, like I, I had a moment when we were driving back from a very far place, uh, Kayla's parents' house, and as I was coming back, you saw was... the beautiful side of Michigan. Beautiful, real side of Michigan. Side of Michigan. Real side. Trump yeah. signs. I finally saw because usually our Trump signs are just for 2020. Still, they just leave out the ones they already bought. I finally saw a Trump 2024. Wow. And I was very impressed. I was like, Wow, you're so invested in this. You bought it twice. But yeah, we got to see all that, and she was like, "What do you usually do on Christmas Eve?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, the last ten years, nothing. I sat home alone. Don't get together." I mean, that was like, what were you, what when you grew up? Uh, my whole thing was Christmas Eve was the whole family, like yeah, extended family, exactly. aunts and uncles, and then just the family family was Christmas Day. Yeah, where you got presents from, quote unquote, Santa, that kind of shit. Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. we went out to Grandma Hegeman's. Uh, that was that day. So my grandma used to live in Detroit. So that was always fun. They had a crazy old house and everything. That was really cool. And then they moved out to Wixom. But yeah, for years. And then it just became too hard for Grandma. Right. And so it just got a little a little less and a little less. And Grandma uh, passed uh, like several years ago now. And so after Grandma passed, we just never did anything on Christmas Eve anymore. Okay. But that's what it used to be. Go see them, get some presents from them, those aunts and uncles, open one gift when we got home, then the next morning, Santa's gifts arrive. Right. You go fucking nuts, ape shit. It's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that. Like, you know, my mom's getting up there. She says she's probably only going to be around for a few more years. And when she's gone, I'm never going to celebrate Christmas again. I mean, I don't have... You got to go to the Chinese food with uh, the Jews? all the Jews? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I only... That'd got, be a good fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Most Jews like to party, Fires, man. You can bring the Manischewitz. Yeah. yeah. Dreidel or two. Yeah. Maybe grow out your chops. Oh, yeah. You would love those things where they grow uh, out those fucking yeah. long, droodly bits. You yeah. could grow, I see it now. You would look like Mel Gibson in Road Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. uh, Thunderdome. Yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, did you did you get any presents this year? Anything? I just do donations. Uh, uh, donate my, your name. My mom donates things. She did it in honor of my grandma. My grandma passed uh, in the last year, so everything was just done in my grandma's name, which is a okay. I got uh, kind of disappointing. I got a a book about Escape from New York, which sounds interesting. But it was one. It basically turned out just to be a big picture book. There was like probably 10, 20 mm. pages worth of text in it. So it was like I was hoping I could just dive into this movie and right. learn all this shit. Learn from like the stage grips and shit. Yeah, like what was going on? No. Like weird stories to talk about here. Because no. we've never done New York. Right. If that was full of content, if we right. could bring you New York and actually do like a research based episode. Yeah, we don't do research, but yeah, if well, we did that, research. That yeah. episode we would have had. Yeah. So 
that was disappointing. But I got a book. By the way, this is shit I tell my family to buy me because obviously they've only known me 48 years, so they don't know me at all. Yeah. So they don't know what to get me. It's so much harder when you do know a person. I bet you I a kn- fucking Matt Sosi knows me better than my fucking mother does. I bet it's he possible. could buy me a more thoughtful gift. It's guess. possible. It's G- like gift. The- the more you get to know somebody, though, the harder it becomes to buy them something. Yeah. It's like, what do I... I could buy you a comic. I have to assume you have every comic I could think of to buy uh, you, though. Yeah, Griffin and I don't exchange presents. Yeah. yeah. It gets really fucking hard. Uh, but I got... And this is going to be good for February. I got an encyclopedia of exploitation films. That's beautiful. That's great. I can't yeah. wait to dig into that. And it hasn't come yet. This is I'm really excited about... about it's a mo- it's a book called The Mad Max Effect, and it's just talking about how Mad Max affected cinema and influenced influenced a lot wow. of shit. So I hope that's good. I'm crossing the fingers. It's it's not gonna be released until next week. I'm having deja vu since I feel like we talked about this on something you're gonna hear soon. <laughs> we are talking about the Mad yeah. Max Effect. How so much was inspired by yeah. Mad Max. Uh, what were the some Star Wars? Obviously, well, had all a those huge... all all those Italian. Just, yeah, so many good fucking movies like and that. And then uh, my sister got me. I mean, she didn't have to get me anything because I didn't get her anything. Uh, she was like pissed off. I wasn't like blowing my like fucking flipping out about it. She got me a car air freshener of my dog's head. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I guess this was Chris. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, when you said blow it, you're like, this blows my <laughs> My mom. Like, she got me like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine. It's cute and all, but it's kind of temporary. Like if she got me like a, a fridge magnet over her head. Yeah, that cool. would last forever, you know. Or and, she took up cross stitching and like cross well, stitch you. No, she would never do that for me. I'm t- not that. Well, uh, I'll work on that. Okay. Maybe my nimble fingers can do you a cross stitch okay. of your dog. I mean, our best gifts that we've ever given each other have been art based gifts. Yeah. So. What's your favorite gift you've ever gotten for Christmas? Oh no! It had to be I. When I go back and think of the most elated I was Christmas morning. Pete Rose autograph picture. Oh, boy. That Pete Rose diving into third base. Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle. I mean, I gamble like Pete Rose, so it works. That's true. Uh, (laughs) Murray. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) um, But it had to be when I got my my Game Boy. And so I got a secondhand Game Boy. And, you know, we we weren't like... Rolling in the fliff back then. My dad worked constantly. I was talking to Kayla earlier about our New Year's Eve, and my dad worked most New Year's Eves. Right. So it's like you know, but uh, so I got a secondhand Game Boy. The the exterior screen was popped off of it, and they got me a Game Boy and uh, the game that we used to like to play on Nintendo. We rent multiple times, and you're gonna understand a lot about the Hegeman lineage when I tell you the title of this game, Black Bass. I remember you bought that when I was with you. Where we were at Second and Charles, you yeah. bought that. Yeah. yeah, I did. I bought it again. Yeah, because of in the box was it in the box? It was in the box. Oh. I don't know where I have that anymore, but yeah, I fucking bought it in the box because of that memory. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you. Uh, you know, like much like you, we didn't have a lot of money, especially when I was little. So I just, I never even asked for big ticket items. I knew I wouldn't get them. Yeah, when I started to learn, like, here's how it's gonna work. You know, I had to start figuring that out. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I actually, I found the picture of me with the Godzilla. Yeah. But I didn't even. That was weird because I loved it. I didn't even know it existed. Like when you were back in the day, you didn't. 
like you don't know what's going on in the world. You never go anywhere. You're just stuck at home all the time. Right. So unless you saw like a commercial, you never knew the what was out there. You know. Yeah. So like it was a surprise to me because I didn't even know it existed. So it was cool because I love Godzilla. As we explained in our great Godzilla vs Megalon episode. Yeah. Which is killing it right now. It's fucking doing great. Fist of the North Star, people. Fist of the North Star. Give yeah, it, give yeah, it go, a shot. Go ahead and give it that a shot. Gary Daniels ruining my fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you like hearing Griff get angry and pitchy, yeah, that's the that's the fucking episode for you. But let's get back to okay. Star Wars Holiday Special. And I, I like, thankfully, even in 78, they were like, it makes no sense to be Christmas. Because, like, are we going to be that arrogant to think Jesus' message had, it went... A long time ago in a galaxy oh, far, far right. away. So the thematical theme here yeah. couldn't be Christmas. So the the it's a very uh, what's the word I'm saying for all religion? Encompassing. Oh, that's a great word. Okay, it's very encompassing of all people because it's about life day, and we all have life. Yes, we're all living. Yes, so we can all relate to that. Yeah, exactly. It's a very easy non-denominational thing. is non-denom. Yeah, anybody can enjoy this special. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Jew. You don't have to be a Muslim. Uh, you just have to be fucking stupid to enjoy the special. Yes. What the? Who the fuck is the audience? Because it's not heavy in Star Wars. There's no. barely any Star Wars. I want. I'm gonna ask my brother. Because their kids love Star Wars right now, I want him to try to get his kids to sit. They will not sit. No. and watch this for ten minutes. I was thinking about that, like because I, like I said, I was four when this came out, and yes, I would have been bored to tears by forty-five, not forty-five, forty-five. Well, about probably seventy-five percent of this show. Seventy-five. Anything that had nothing to do with Chewbacca or the Star Wars characters, I would have been like zoning out. Right. And there's and that's basically it. It's seventy five percent nothing to do with Star Wars. It's a fucking rough ride, and I mean it starts out. We we start we gave you a taste of it, a scale model of that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. We gave you like fifty seconds before we were cracking because yeah. that was hard to do. And uh. they were like, "Yeah, ten minutes of that's great." Yeah, ten minutes without subtitles of Wookiee talk. Right. And I, I want to point out, I mean, this is very indicative of, I mean, we've already done the Paul and Halloween special, and it's very similar. This is the template that all specials had in the 70s. Everyone thought, you got to have song and dance numbers, you got to have uh, celebrities, and so that's that, they just put that template onto Star Wars because George Lucas said he wanted to do a, Wook, a Chewbacca-themed whatever, mm-hmm. but... Star Wars was, was it was such a huge hit that they were in the process of moving to a bigger like uh, compound for Lucasfilm. Let's timeline this real quick. Original Star Wars came out in seventy seven. Seventy seven. This came out in seventy eight. Yeah. When did uh new or uh, eighty? Eighty. Okay. Yeah. So you get a one year, and you said that Star Wars is probably still in theaters. I'm it sure it was. Big. Yeah. So. I remember seeing Return of the Jedi a year after it came out. Like in the winter. It was like at this time. Yeah. Scene, and it came out in like May. A fucking trilogy where they poured their heart and soul into it. Right. God, I wish we could have anything like that today. Avatar. Uh-huh. I've, by the way, I've seen it 12 times so far. Yeah? yeah. Is it getting good? It, I, I want to kill myself because I can't be on Pandora. <laughs> Remember that? Remember people were like losing. To, people were seriously saying that shit. Really? When, when the first movie came out, people were like, "I want to kill myself because I will never experience what it's like to live on Pandora." So my connection to that movie is that was the free DVD they gave away when I was working home theater, 
and you would get a Blu-ray, that was the DVD you would give them. Okay. So I've seen the start, starting like <laughs> one to five minutes of that movie when people were like, I need to see what a Blu-ray looks like. And, you know, I get it. These people just spent like up to two, maybe $2,500 on a TV and Blu-ray and all that bullshit. Yeah. With the Blu-ray costing you like five hundred dollars back in the day, and like mm-hmm. forty bucks for the Blu-ray deal. But yeah, they gave it to you, whatever. Right. Uh, so I've seen the, the start of that movie so many times, and I couldn't give a shit less. Well, James Cameron used to be amazing. The problem with it is, it's the highest-grossing movie, and so far, I supposedly the new ones making buttload of money. That's what. Yeah, you never meet anyone saying they like it. I've never met a person that says I love Avatar. Yet it's the highest-grossing movie of all fucking time. That's. It feels like that's all movies nowadays. I like it. I don't understand why I like it. I yeah, just well, like that's it. the thing because it's not art anymore. It's just we consume it and we spit it out. That's just, that's that's all because it, it's not even art anymore. It's content. That's what people call it now. Oh, content. No. It is absolutely hundred percent that disposable garbage, time wasters. That's what makes our show so fun because we're watching these these beautiful pieces. The more I see this drivel come out, the more I appreciate Neil Brain and his garbage. Right. Because. Yes, everybody. We understand Neil Breen makes garbage movies. By the way, new movie coming soon. <laughs> and he does a promo for it, and Murray's like, this new movie's two hours <laughs> and 16 minutes. And I watched the video he sent me. He goes, it is 136 minutes. What he meant to say, according to his website, yeah. was it's one hour and 36 minutes. So, right. yes, we're fucking covering that. It's got to, of course, right. go... To the uh, showcasing, it's got to go to all the film festivals, festivals first. So he can't yeah. release it right now because it's got to be in the film festival. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. The the fuck Avatar. The special effects in this movie yeah. are gonna blow your fucking mind. I mean, think about it. seriously. What are the last few movies you've been excited for? Because mine, Danzig's Western, <laughs> yeah. Neil Brain's new movie. Uh, this weird Al movie that came out. Those are the last three movies I've been excited for. I can't get excited for movies anymore. I wasn't even excited for Fury Road, and we know what a fucking Road Warrior fanatic I am. I Well, how could you be excited for an intellectual property from your youth that you fucking adore? It's your favorite fucking movie, yeah. Road Warrior. How could you be excited to see a new thing come out? I mean, they did you right by giving you Tom Hardy. Yeah. But I would be terrified if my first words were, hey, Griff, guess what? Uh, who's a... Uh, Jeff Bridges is coming back. <laughs> He's going to... I can't even think of like uh, a movie that I would want to see made. But yeah, Jeff... I the would Bigger be, Lebowski? The Bigger Lebowski. Wow. <laughs> the Bigger Lebowski. The cases yeah. get harder and he gets softer. Because he's getting fat. Yeah, um, yeah no. Yeah. I, I, I'd I be terrified. I mean, that movie yeah. was, that yeah, was, it was... It was adequate. It was good. I it mean, was better than Thunderdome. Yeah, it's better than Thunderdome. It just I'm not I'm not even looking forward to the Furiosa movie that I think is done filming. I think it's gonna come out like next year or something. I don't yeah. care. I don't still fucking give a shit. I'm yeah. not but I'm dead inside. But uh so this this special they're oh, like yeah. they're like yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Hey this, we're waxing nostalgia over here. We're right. having our own fun. We're time. trying to make it entertaining. We're trying to do what we couldn't do a week ago. I know, we exhausted the fuck out of ourselves yeah. trying to have fun with that one. So uh, as soon as Murray saw that midget getting jerked off, oh, I think his dick sucked. I know that girl. That, had, I vomited. That I stopped girl had to pin him. To, excuse right. me. That woman had to yeah. pin him down to gargle yeah. that goblin's balls. By the way, it's not. It's no. We're making it sound great. It's still not a good movie. No, no, no. 
No. no, it will never. It's never going to be reviewed on this show. No, we did it once. It's out there. It's it's in the it's in the maybe when we Griff and I die, we will have it released. Yeah, but only after we die. Mattingly, of course, will live yeah. to one hundred and eighty four. Well, he's immortal. Yeah, yeah, he's immortal. <laughs> we made him that way. Yeah, he's a Highlander. Uh, he's got this Scottish accent. Yeah, I got him new scrubs so he could scrub us down later. We need uh, to get the filth of Caligula yeah, off us still. Get the lard off of us. Yeah. So this special, so it's, it, Star Wars, white hot. People, all they can talk about is Star Wars. Yeah, the oh fucking yeah, the Cantina song was a hit song. Dun 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 dun. The fuck wants to listen to that shit? No, every time I hear it, it's like hearing a, a commercial jingle, and it drives me nuts. But that's what they do. I saw an article just today where it was like, "Can we have Star Wars content that isn't based on Tatooine?" Like, but that's the. I was thinking the exact same thing because according the whole reason. Uh, Obi-Wan takes Luke Skywalker there because it's this backwater planet that no one cares about. Yes. Except Darth Vader grew up on it. I'm sorry. Everything in the Star Wars world revolves around it. All you needed was worms with spice to make it even more important. I know. Everything is like, oh, yeah, every important <laughs> event happens on Tatooine. But no, it's backwater. Nothing means anything here. Right. That was the perfect place to hide a kid because nobody would look for him at you, the place yeah. where every the nexus can, of the galaxy. You can buy children into slavery because no one notices this place. They're yeah. backwaters, total fucking. Right. Uh, uh, All these criminals live on that planet because of that reason. God, I was trying to go for that movie where they did deliverance. It's yeah. a full deliverance planet. Yes. All that's going to happen. You're going to end up in a desert woods and get... <laughs> yeah, never mind. Woods, yeah. desert That's woods. what the sand people do. There's fisting people. <laughs> oh, and you know uh, sandy fisting is the worst kind oh, of fisting. Well, you, you love it, but well, you like it dry. Well, you know, Murray, like we don't need to go style. into that. That was in Caligula. You and like a dry rub, as they say. Murray, again, that's... Is that what you call when you have someone give you a dry hand job, a dry rub? <laughs> <laughs> Do yes. you put spices on it? I'll let that one escape yeah. from the Caligula bag. <laughs> Murray, it is called a dry rub. And yes, you do use uh, fragrant seasonings. Okay. Fragrant? Did I just say fragrant? <laughs> yes, I like a nice sp- smoked paprika on my cock. Okay. Like that little burning sensation? Well, that's a uh, hot paprika. Uh, but I do yeah. like that too. <laughs> yeah. But only sometimes. Yeah. In the winter. So Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> so they're like, we have to strike while iron's hot. We need to make... I'm sure all the networks were... Let's like bidding war to like get the right. It had to be because you know you have the big three. You got the ABC, you got the NBC, and you have the CBS. CBS, the Fox dog. wasn't even around. Oh really? It no, wasn't? Fox didn't exist until the mid eighties. No shit, because I I said three and I totally forgot about Fox. I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. So you just had NBC, uh, ABC, and then you had CBS, this was a CBS. who ended up landing right, this yeah. big ship, and they were like, "What are we to fucking do with this car we've been chasing?" We got the guys. They want to do something. They want to make it about Chewbacca. And, and I want to say, in their defense, Lucas was like, absolutely no subtitles for the Chewbacca talk. Oh, he did say that. Yes, he said you cannot do that because go and figure who was behind the writing this. Our friend from fucking uh, Paul Lynn's My Halloween special. Comedian. Everyone's favorite. Our, he's almost half Wookie. Hello, it's me. Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche. Did I nail it? No, that was more Paul Lind, actually. Oh, actually, but was. you're in the world. Oh, okay. World of, yeah. Bruce Valanche. Even Bruce Valanche is like, what? What? I can't, like. I got to write Wookiee jokes? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, if you speak Wookiee, the first 10 minutes are full of fucking jokes. Yeah, it's amazing. They land. But none of us do, so. Every one of them lands. The yeah. joke about a five foot two cat kills me every time. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, the, and Lucas always had an p- idea he wanted to do a Chewbacca planet-related kind of movie or TV, whatever. 
So that was the plan. We're going to do Chewbacca's family. We're going to meet why he's fighting for the right. Do you ever notice also in Star Wars <laughs> that no, this is this is this is goes with Topical. what we're talking okay, about. Okay, okay. How he's obviously a smart, sentient creature because he knows how to fix the Millennium Falcon, which Han Solo does not know how to do. Right. Yet they treat him like he's a fucking pet half the time. Uh, it goes to show Americans and how we just disrespect Americans. Anybody. It's just people. Okay. Human beings. I yeah, okay, that's fine. I know yeah. Americans better than anybody else I know. So. All people are awful. That's the one thing we have in common. That's good. And they see somebody different, and they immediately just say, "You're you're stupider than me because you're not human. You don't have this beautiful." Well, thing he technically you... isn't human, so that's the right. thing. They're they're being humanists. They're not being. American. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. I'm gonna jump ahead here, but even fucking Grandpa Itchy, he's itching his <laughs> dick to fucking late. Like, well, that's the end. Human we, we, ladies. Yeah. This, it's the once again the whole the whole theme of this this episode is who was this made for? Who was this because made for? Because the I, mean, I am assuming it was. It's. it's I mean, it's, I'm sorry if you've made your whole life revolve around Star Wars. It's a kids movie. It, this is what it is. It's a this? children's movie. Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Star Wars in general. It's a children's movie. It's a no, fantasy. The first three, because of your '70s kids, you guys all worked hard. I know Warriors was also a children's movie, of course. Uh, all all the children's movies back in the day were harder than they are now. Well, so of course, yeah. it made fucking sense. But yeah, it's like you so guys. So there's do a it. lot of adult, well, not a lot, but there's some adult themes in this movie that don't that it's especially for network TV in the '70s came off really bizarre, which yeah. we'll get into when we get into the episode. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll yeah. get in there eventually. Yeah, eventually. Well, we didn't want it. We we didn't want to give you a, for Christmas a fucking half hour episode. Look, this is an episode. This isn't a tippy tap. This is a full episode to make up for the episode we didn't drop on. Oh, Wednesday. I'm not labeling this a tippy no, tap. This, this is, not is a tippy full tap. on. This is, this full, is full on. on. Go on Globus. Welcome to Christmas. You're getting. Fucked with some holiday exactly. special, and don't think of it as a late episode. Think of it as the next one being an early episode, because you're gonna get a kick-ass episode in three days. Oh boy, I'm excited for that yeah. one. You should, be, and you listening, you should be too. Right, where were you going? You had a point there. My you point were getting, is, you were well, let's started. get, let's, we're, 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 we'll get through the making of it. So. They were so they they were busy moving into a bigger compound, getting ready for Empire Strikes Back. So they just let the network handle it. It became a thing where they wanted to do it. I remember yeah. reading this on the Wikipedia page. I didn't read it. Mattingly wrote it, to, read it to me because I do not read. It's yeah. slow. It's boring. And it's, it's for stupid. nerds. Let's be that's honest. It's for nerds. nerds. Uh, we're not nerds. And so I was seeing that. Yes, in fact, Lucas wanted to be involved. He was like, "I'm fucking stoked to do this. I love Christmas. My Yule I love is the favorite holidays. Thing. I love holidays. Life, this is a Star Wars holiday special. Life Day needs to be a thing. Right. And so, yeah, all guns a hoe. And then they were just like, all hey, we don't. All guns a hoe. Is that a thing? All guns a hoe? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Everyone okay. says it. Okay. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Lucas wanted to do it, but he was busy. But he was busy. doing Making and, actually a great movie, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my God. It's. Those three movies are actually so good. Yeah. They're so good. Um, and so they ended up handing it to the same team that are running movies today, studio people, who right. are just like, what are the demographics today? Right. Well, they didn't know what to do with it. Cause, I mean, you got to think how really innovative Star Wars was at the time. I mean, because people did not take science fiction seriously at all. It was like the redheaded stepchild of like movie genres. So now they like like I said they all they knew at the time because like 
During the summer when uh, reruns were on, it was all about specials. And so they had a template for it, and they just put Star Wars into that template, which is song and dance numbers, which have nothing to do with Star Wars. Like you said, Paul Lynn special. Uh, celebrities, especially from the network. You want to get people who are on the network hit shows that you have. Battle of the Network Stars. Well, yeah. but they like. This, I just mean the networks yeah. had their stars. Right. That's all I mean. And yeah. they just wanted, so it's about, it's about basically self-promoting. So you want to promote Star Wars, but you also want to promote your network and your network shows. So you get your most popular stars on your network onto the special. So there's a lot of bizarre choices in who they picked. Yeah, Peter no. Falk would have been great. By the way. Oh my god, I would have loved to see. That would have been my favorite. He, I would. He would have been perfect as Sondon, or that character that's working with them. The character that's working. Oh, Shondon. Shondon. I call him Shondon. I call him Sawdust. He, he, well, he's no. as uh, appealing as Sawdust. Because <laughs> yeah. fucking Christ. So that's basically it. They just did your standard seventies. Um, you know. Summertime, well, it just came out in Thanksgiving time, but special. They needed a better host, quote-unquote, because yeah. Paul Lynn helps carry along the Paul Lynn special. They have nobody to carry this thing. Well, you can, and you can also tell that, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen this, it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, go Because it's funny, I've seen this movie three times. I saw it when it originally aired. Oh, yeah. I saw it 20 years later when I bought a bootleg VHS at a Comic-Con. And this is How where much do you think you paid for it? Probably twenty bucks, fifteen Whoa. to fifteen to twenty bucks. Probably was this just kind of like, oh wow, this is rare. I got to get it. Well, yeah, this was. There was no internet, so it was kind of like, I have to see it because I. Well, this this is what we're going to talk about right now is that sometimes you don't, you can't go home again. You can't because I had fond memories of it because yeah. I remembered absolutely nothing about it, and there's only one thing I remembered. And what what do you? What's your guess as to what I remember? The cartoon. That's wrong. I will tell you when we get to it one thing I remember. Wow. I absolutely forgot the cartoon. I had no idea Boba Fett was even in this fucking thing. I, Spoiler alert, Boba Fett is in this fucking thing. The cartoon thing. is fucking awful in like the animation. For yeah, the, it's very bizarre. Them, yeah. But I thought the cartoon was kind of cool. That was the only entertaining thing in the thing for as me. As an adult, yeah. uh, well, as a first-time watcher, I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of neat. I would yeah. love watching weird Star Wars like, you yeah. know, stories like that. Yeah. So I, I was like... I had because so all I had were just because what happens is when you when you don't we haven't seen something obviously since you were a child you're like is what I remember did it even happen because you make up shit in your head when you're a kid Dude. especially you make shit up in your head I know it's that, it's that Mandela effect where the you Mandela. think things happened and you're like did it happen so I had to see it you right. know and then I watched it I was like wow I don't remember this being so fucking boring and so not Star Wars yeah so then. And then the next time I saw it was when we a couple days ago and we decided we were going to review it. So right. I've seen it three times, and I enjoy it less each time I've seen it. Every single time you see it, it gets worse because it gets longer. Yeah. It gets more fucking boring. You're like, why? It took me fuck? three viewings. I watch a half hour, take a break, half hour, take yeah. a break. Yeah, this was one I was watching during work and everything. So oh. people were yelling about things about uh, that I didn't give a shit about, and I was just watching this movie. Right. And I was like, I care even less about this movie. So if you haven't seen it, all of the uh, major Star Wars characters are in it because I'm sure they were contractually obligated to be in it because you can tell, and this is what I always loved about Harrison Ford, mm. you can t he cannot hide the fact that he is annoyed that he has to fucking do this and he's in this thing. Yes. Because he's totally grumpy as shit. He gets like four lines in this. Yeah. that Which is the most of 
any of the characters. Like, and he's phoning it in like a motherfucker. He was actually on set, though. Yeah. Whereas you talk about, uh, I can't remember Luke's name. Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill. He's clearly we'll shooting We'll talk about this. him. Ooh, there's some shit oh going on with him. He's, sh- he's shooting this clearly on a set by himself. Well, they all meet up at the end. There's one scene where they, we get all our characters oh, together. Oh, that's right. There is the stage set at yeah. the end there. Which is really bizarre. Yeah. But, all right, we're going to get into this fucking thing now after a half an hour of t- entertaining. It's okay, Murray. And, in fact, I'm going to bring up one other thing before mm-hmm. we even get into that. Because, I mean, come on. This is going to take us like 40 minutes to get through. Right. There's nothing to this. Yeah. We're well, gonna, how, you, how do you describe a song and dance number? It's like I know, they sang, I know, they exactly. We describe song and dance through the way of, and, you know, likes kicking faces. Right. We don't actually describe songs. I mean, we no. used to a long time ago. <laughs> we used to describe music videos. Yeah, when we cared, when we cared. Um. So anyways, I want to tell you. About- oh, yeah, because we never really said this is your first viewing. Okay. And so you'd heard whispers of it. Oh, yeah. No. What was, I mean, obviously you're bored. Obviously, I never heard anything good about this movie. Yeah. Nothing good about this so movie. So you went in, you went into it with low expectations, and you were still disappointed? Uh, no. I went into it thinking, like, oh, these fucking idiots. They probably just, you know, <laughs> like, it wasn't what I wanted kind of thing. I thought it could have been fun, because I've yeah. watched some of the 70s shit, and I find a lot of it fun, if not, like, just pleasing to watch like people came up with this people wrote this people performed this you know an artistic perspective you at Cirque du Soleil I can appreciate this but it's not for me type shit when I watch this who is appreciating it I was like is this for the moms because the children aren't going to be happy yeah I would have been bored out of my mind yeah if you were older you know and it wasn't just like a weird thing where it's like star wars is on my tv right now right because i imagine that was the appeal yeah that was totally mind-blowing yeah you're like wow like i can tell you they didn't show star wars on tv until like 81 and it was a big fucking event i got something i can compare it to okay do it when i was a when i was baby boy griff i was maybe seven or eight nine years old and Beavis and Butthead was a thing. Okay. And they were talking about live Beavis and Butthead. And they kept advertising it. And I kept seeing advertisements for it. I never heard of this. Okay. And I was going crazy because it was going to be the New Year's show that uh, uh, the family watched together. That was your family show, Beavis and Butthead? No, no, no. no. Oh. It was like a New Year's special. Oh, and they were okay. going to do a thing because it was zeitgeist. You know, was so in- your dad actually got one New Year's off for this for this day? He might have. I don't okay. remember if he did or not. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. Never liked Beavis and Butthead, by the way. But, yeah, I get it. You know. I, I, I like it, but it okay. just it hit that dumb part of my right. brain, you know, yeah, and it, so it, it oh, stuck yeah. in my head. Right. Uh, so I watched a recent movie and everything. And uh, so I was getting... All fucking excited. And then when it showed, and it was like two women playing Beavis and Butthead. What? And I was like, I hate women. I hate everything. Well, we know you hate women now. I'm asexual forever now. I don't even know. I have to look that up now because I don't know what you're talking about. I want to about. find that now. That literally two just, women playing Beavis. It was a special. I'm pretty sure. And it was like a- Do you know the women no, no, known people? It was like a 10 to 35 second clip. Oh. And it was them going- <laughs> Was it? Was it- People we would know, or was this nobody? I have no clue. Okay, I, I, probably, I probably would know. This was though. something that I just shook out of my head, 
and we will look that up. I'm going to write it down. So after we're done here, we'll look it up. Okay. And everyone else is going to be wondering. And they're going to be like, right. Murray, can you please translate Griff to us again? And I'll uh, just go. <laughs> I want to tell you about a word uh, real quick that my nephew, because he gets into his threats. And Does he about really play with his shit or he just, he just like, no, no, he's, up? he's obsessed with talking about poop and butt and butt cheeks. Yeah. And he butt would love cheese. our show. Yeah, I know. That, yeah. I, that's why you said it. Um. He, so I, we're going to let him listen to Caligula. I'm yeah, sorry. There we he go. needs to hear it. He needs to hear it. Yeah. It would help him. Um, so him and He's his a little Caligula. Cal- 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 Caligula. He starts... Yeah, he is a little Caligula. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to start calling him that. Go um, little boots. <laughs> little boots. <laughs> uh, so he goes into kind of like a Tourette's in front of crowds, in front of strangers, all of that. So they, his mom said, hey, let's work on like a new word. Let's. Why don't you make up a word? And he goes, "Ditchy," okay. which when a child or a child is saying that can easily turn into "bitchy," yeah. and so then me and like you know various members of my family were having such a laugh about it. We were sitting him down and like being like "ditchy," and he goes, "No, dick cheese," <laughs> and we we're like, "No, no, no, ditchy," like "ditch," e did she? And he goes, "No." Dick Chee! Just kept yelling Dick Cheese. <laughs> well, that's right. kind of what I felt like when I was watching this special. Guys, guess what? 43 minutes <laughs> in, you're getting Star Wars. Yeah, and you're, now you're going to get it. So now we opened right up. We got this uh, this horrible, like... It's Murray, supposed to, it, could you just lube the mic up real quick before we <laughs> penetrate everybody's ears with this yeah, horrible I'm just sticking episode. in lard as we speak. <laughs> All right, so we're we're in a bad recreation of the Millennium Falcon cockpit. It's they're literally sitting in lawn chairs. It looks awful, and we got we got Han talking to Chewie. He's like, "Don't worry, pal. Come hell or high water, I'm getting you home for life day." And then we get a lot of stock footage of just like them being chased by Tie Fighters and Star Destroyers it was from Star Wars. Yes, right? yes, yeah. it was. There was, was so much cut up footage of that. Oh, my God. And then we look at, of course, finally to our Wookiee family. Right. I didn't even, like, this was blowing my mind as a kid. I I didn't know Chewbacca. Because, like I said, the way they treated him, like, he was like a fucking dog. I'm like, no, he has a family. This is the reason he's fighting. I didn't even think about this, but it's like, we don't see where the Wookiees live until, like, the third movie, don't we? Until the, no, until the prequels, I think. I thought we I saw. I think in the prequels, they're I thought on we the went planet. to Endor, and those were different people there, yeah. that lived well, in Well, that's houses. the thing. That originally, he wanted it to be a Wookiee planet. That's why they're called Ewoks. Wookiee. Ewok. Oh. So he had to go the midget route. He couldn't afford the full fucking. You know, there's not <laughs> there enough was, the seven footers. Yeah, you know? I was going to say yeah. that guy is seven foot. So. Right. Okay. Okay. See, we're making this more fun for you than right. we could have made Uh So, yeah, we're. We're carving X-wings out of wood, which, of course, is exactly what we do around the... Yeah, the well, that's the other thing. Like, they live in tree houses. So, like, are they... Like, what were they... Is he supposed to be, like, an ape man, like a Sasquatch? Or is he supposed to be, like, a dog uh, thing? Murray, Planet of the Apes, when they figured out how to make uh, rockets and everything, they flew over to Endor or Tatooine. I, no, they're Where on Tatooine. They're on, they're on the, the Wookiee planet. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ab- Abilene? Abilene? 
I forget what it was called. They said the name. It's of called it. Kashik, I think is the Kashik? word. Kashik? Yes. I know they said I, it. I might be mispronouncing it. I think they mispronounced it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it was all. Well, the one studio. point, one time they just say Wookie Planet Three on, on <laughs> a thing because they didn't even care. That's my favorite song. So yeah, so we meet the family. We meet Mala Chewie's wife, which is obviously played by a man because he's seven foot tall. Yeah. Okay. We meet Itchy, his dad. Who has like he's gray because he's old and he's yeah. got like like the underbite going on. Oh man, I fucked up these names a lot in the notes. My bad. And Anyways, we meet his son Lumpy. Lumpy, Clarence is his other name. Which God. five, five b- glow bucks to anyone who can tell me what that reference is to? Because man, that, that's, I there's a reference. You. You and I, I bet Joe Corey he's writing right now. Yeah, but uh, he would get it. <laughs> but uh, so we meet the family. And they're just like any other family. They live in a treehouse though. I want you to handcraft him a uh, a five dollar glow buck with Lumpy's face, on, not Lumpy, uh, Itchy's face on. Itchy's face on, okay, yeah. or Scratchy. And so, so we, she's like, we know she's a woman. She's wearing an apron. She's working in the kitchen. Right. So we're like, okay, and that's all. Also, and she's got a little TV. We, we want to point out the faces were kind of okay on these Wookies. They weren't Chewbacca level good because yeah. obviously they're using the Chewbacca costume from the movies for this for Chewbacca. The bodies left something to be desired. It looked like a bunch of shag carpeting they just stapled onto a guy's it body. It was bad. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The faces, because they wanted to do a lot of close-ups on the faces. Right. Because, they do a lot of them, yeah. Well, we don't speak Wookie. Well, we speak Wookie. Not a lot of people speak We speak Wookiee. it, we just don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Murray's first marriage was done in Wookie. Yeah. He didn't course, do yeah. Klingon. He did Wookiee. Yeah, well, of course. You know I'm just different that yeah, way. Yeah, you're a Star Wars boy. Right. Yeah. So... And we see that she's a woman because she has like big fake eyelashes, like women have now. Yeah, and big fake tits. What was that? Like, come on, we don't need that. We can understand. Well, she had. To we saw the apron. We know it's a woman. She had to fill out the apron, though. Yeah. If she was flat chested, but an this apron, is seventy eight. Women, woman's place was in the kitchen, so we understood apron woman character. And she literally did not leave the ap- uh the kitchen no, because when she did, a laser shot down by her feet. Right. And they were so we see itchy at, like they're kind there's they fly spaceships yet they're primitive enough to whittle still right he's whittling an X-wing not fighter. even with a laser scoop or anything he was using handcrafted yeah. tools and right. all that uh, he gets the all that of course because he's a kid he's playing around but yeah Lumpy's guy he's playing with one of the carvings of the X-wing he's imagining he's Luke Skywalker's hey, hero grandpas can still have fun uh, but and, uh, kids have to do chores. Of course. Time to take out the trash. And, of course, mom can't leave the kitchen, as we've talked about. Because she's getting the Life Day feast ready for Chewbacca. Chewbacca's coming. Han is going to get him there. So he takes out the trash. And then I thought this was very dark because they're on a treehouse. I think he was contemplating suicide. I think no, Lump- 100% he was. I was like, I'm going to write this into the notes. And I was like, no. But I apparently I did. Uh, I wrote him in. Oh, you did? Because we're on the same wavelength. Oh, wow. Because I wrote that because he literally, and they do a close-up of his face, and then they do the rail, and then they zoom yeah. out to show you he's going to die. The worst green screen you've ever seen of it him. waves in the wind. Yeah, because it's basically the house is just a, a bad screen. Unlike Conan, which had great fucking great. scale models, oh boy, this is so a bad good. painting of a treehouse, and we see the actor playing Lumpy walking along a railing. They're like a thousand feet up. Yeah, and yeah, he's basically like, what is his life? He's having an existential crisis right now. I didn't expect it to be this deep on a fucking dumb Star Wars holiday special. Right. So after he's done his contemplation, he comes back in from. He said, "No, another day." 
clearly throwing his trash just over the rail. So yeah, how what? much do they care about the environment if they just throw their trash over the rail? If I, I know my Star Wars nerd history enough, I believe that... I know you do. You know the, the lizard guy, Bounty Hunter? Bosk, I think, was his name. He's uh, a lizard. I don't, but go on. I th- believe they live on the same planet, and the lizard people live on the ground. They eat all of it. Like goats. No, they're fucking... They hate each other. So the Wookiees and the lizard people hate each other. Oh. I believe. I might be wrong about that. There is so much good lore that could happen in Star Wars, yeah. and they piss all over it. Well, yeah. The, the dude from Red Letter Media said it best. There's really no story to Star Wars. Like you, there's, you can't, there's no, not a lot of places you can go with the Star Wars... Mythos, if you will. Really? You that's why. That's why he prefers Star Trek. Right. I well, if you get out, I mean, if you're if you had some creativity, maybe, but they don't. They get. I mean, they, they don't really build up the planets. There's never a story about like an environment or anything. It's just we're here. And that's why I actually watched the Andor show. Yeah. Which is probably the best thing I've seen Star Wars related in the past twenty years. Because I know people like the Mandalorian too. Mandalorian is I like that's a fun show, but. I liked the Andor one because it had the littlest to do with what we know as Star Wars. There was no Jedis. There was no lightsabers. Good. It was just these rebels trying to fight the Empire. I don't get why Star Wars is like, no, people need lightsabers or it's not Star Wars. You've got the fan base. Do some cool stories around it. Stop with the... Do true crime in Star Wars environment without lightsabers. So Lumpy comes back in from doing his chores, and you know kids get bored really easily, so they got to find something to make the distract them. I mean, Grandpa, Grandpa Itchy, he's like, this lump needs something. It's definitely not some peaches. So he he's not old enough for peaches yet. So he's like, put on the old VR. This is very ahead of its time. They were, they were. I mean, this isn't a total waste of time. There, the, the, a lot of the shit that's in this movie we're we're using now, including accounting machines, because that's what go, it goes for computers in this thing. You 100%, see that shit? 100%. Like Leia was doing accounting in her scene. Like, I love, I love like vintage computers and all yeah. that. Well, I you mean, get them here. Fun to There's see. a speaking spell that's used as a communication device. That's uh, how fucking low budget it was. My God, the whole fuck. We'll get there. So we'll have fun, everybody. We're having so fun. so. Itchy's like, I got to give something to distract till his dad gets here. I know the fucking uh, holograms. We saw Leia in Star Wars. You know, help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. Yeah. So he puts on. What was that? It's my oven. Okay, he puts on his own. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Cirque du Soleil is eternal because. It, even in 78, it existed, but it's Cirque du Starlay. Marie. We, we just see some holograms do some... Uh, and this, I would, As a four-year-old, I would have tuned out on this scene. I would have been bored out of my uh, mind. Yeah. I don't know what... what guy caught bald guy. A sinister-looking bald guy with one pirate boot that went up to his thigh. Did you notice he had one boot? And he was just like leading these people, and there's someone's doing like an uh, uneven parallel bar, Jim Cotta move. Right. I don't... Again, first... First, like, real uh, kind of, like, layered variety show uh, aspect we got here was this. And I was like, who the fuck is this for? Is this a spectacle? This is This young, is classic variety show This material. is young warrior style, like, I'm going into my art world now. You're going into my brain. You're seeing me design some digital effect. I don't know what the fuck is appealing here. Like it wasn't. I appreciate a lot of the early effects. 
Nothing happening here is impressive. This is just... It's just acrobatics. It's something to distract Lumpy. In weird alien outfits. Yeah. That's it. So Mala, she's worried. She's like, she's got to get the turkey in the oven. She's like, when is... is I want it to be piping hot by the time Chewie gets home. That's right. So she's got to call him and see what's going on. But It just happens to be when the Cirque de Starlays yeah. uh, end. So he has to get over there and start doing some dishes. So she calls in uh, to tell, ask Luke what's going on, but there's, there's a busy signal. Because she's right. using the, the, uh, the landline. And we know that the Imperial troopers are are bugging, Watching, yeah. you know. So she's like, "Up, oh, I got it. I got the secret fucking phone." So she has the old like uh, in the TV entertainment center pushes a button, TV goes aside, and we got another video screen for the secret rebel phone. Yeah. to call Luke. Yep. Well, so, I mean, they check for the starships if there is any right. starships coming in first, and we just get readouts that don't make sense to us. Yeah. They're, it's not even in Chewbacca. It's in <laughs> another language. But they read that language, and we just understand they read that language. And then finally, she's like, fuck, there's no starships coming near here, right. and they should have been in an hour ago. Right. So she calls up Luke. Luke's working with R2 on the uh, X-Wing or something, like a, a part, an engine component. And or Luke's getting ready for a drag show because Luke Skywalker has like eyeshadow on, full makeup. What was going on with Mr. Hamill here? I I think this is what it was because what happened was he got beat up at a bar. No worse, he was in a car accident between Star Wars and Empire oh. Strikes Back, which oh. is why in Empire Strikes Back he gets attacked by that that Yeti monster. Yes, because he had he had noticeable scars on his. You notice. When you see Star Wars, he has like a handsome kind of boyish look to him, and yeah. then he looks rough in Empire Strikes Back. I didn't notice that, yeah. but next time I watch it. So I think, I, did, I don't know when he had that. Maybe he had the accident, so this was to cover up the scars. That's what that I might think. That might have been it, yeah. Because, yeah, he was totally glammed up. Uh, I got to see, they did that at Redford, the three originals, and I that was the only one I went and saw was uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So he assures, like, I'm sure Chewbacca and Han are fine. We can always trust Han to get him where he needs to go. You don't worry. They left. Then the, uh, uh, we got to get a distraction so that one of the, his engine he's working on starts smoking. He's like, I got to leave, you know. This is straight out of what I think I saw at, like, Universal Studios or something, where they would just have engines. I thought it was a rocket. <laughs> it looks like a weapon. It doesn't look like an engine. It looks like a weapon. They were like, oh, yep, my engine's going bonkers. And doesn't he like go, come on, Mala, give me a smile. I think that's what he says. He does say that because she's she's worried and he doesn't want her to be worried. So he tells. So we get a big close-up of this person, this Wookiee guy. Then she, Wookiee smiles. So now we got a transition. I told you there's no host to this. Mala and the Wookiees are the hosts. Yeah. So she goes over to another computer. This is very modern, though. Like, yeah. look at me. Laptop, computer, laptop, tablet, computers everywhere. Yes. Well, you're like Neil Breen, yeah. Yeah, I'm full Neil Breen. Yeah. I hack into the government computers <laughs> yeah. every day. I could tell you guys truths every goddamn day, but I don't. This was a very weird thing. Is she using a spy cam? Because we, we look into a new character's. He's got like a, like a resale shop or some shit. Yeah, go ahead and set it up, and I'll tell you what's happening here. Okay, so this is where we get our first super celebrity that every kid loves and knows. Yeah, no. So Art Carney worried. from the Honeymooners. Yeah. The Honeymooners yeah. from the 50s, from maybe the, 50s. the 40s. I don't even remember. Yeah. So, Your favorite. So, yeah, of course. I was like, Art Carney, yeah. <laughs> 
and he is he owns like a like a, a resale shop, an antique store. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was like a right. junk shop, right? And yeah. we're looking in, like we're looking over his shoulder. It's like a POV shot. Like I didn't understand. Like I thought she, this is is this phone also tap into spy cameras? Because how are we seeing this? I will tell you. Okay, you've heard of OnlyFans? Yeah, of course I have. I have my own OnlyFans. Of course you do. I know you yeah, do. I'm breaking we it talk in. about this all the time. You tell me I've almost got enough OnlyFans dollars to buy us new mics and chairs. Oh, yeah. You notice I'm in my yellow chair again. Oh, yeah, Apparently I broke my chair. You're welcome. I had to throw it away. You're welcome. I paid for that with my OnlyFans. <laughs> my oh. yellow chair that I've had for ten years now. Um, I refurbished. That's not. That's not the original. So you notice how this guy throws around? Uh, Sondon. Song Dong. Song Dong. Song Dong. He throws around Wookiee Smut all the time. He's constantly well, shitting Well, we don't Wookie. know that yet. We don't see that. I that's know his this. Side, that's I his know side this, hustle. But we're getting people ready for this. Yeah, side hustle. So he kind of shits on Wookiees. And he's in the store. Because he's throwing the guy off. Or is he? Yes. Because Murray. The- no. Murray. I'm telling you what's happening here. He loves I- Wookiees. He loves Wookiees. But Wookiees love be hated on they get off to it no. so his only fans because no one really shows up to his shop is shitting There's not much movies. in it he's got like a mini like a, a keychain aquarium which is fucking animal cruelty as far as i'm concerned putting yeah. fish into a tiny little keychain think about this the studio was left to come up with creative scenes and yeah. sets they had to come up with like four sets terrible job of it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, he gets a imperial guard as a guest. Yeah, he's hang- well a customer. Yeah, he's looking around. Customer, we already recognize him as a Star Wars fan as being an evil force, an empire right. person. And he didn't even have a British accent. That's we. But his outfit was so evil. Didn't even need it. Yeah, and he's just looking around, and Sondon's trying to get rid of him. He's just like, hey, here's this. Look at this piece of junk, and look at that piece of junk. And then he gets. I think Mala calls him because he. he or, does Mala talk to him because he lets out like some some clues? Yep, like a, he speaks like a coded like he message. He speaks Wookie, so she's <laughs> at him. And well, nobody speaks Wookie. Do you notice that? Like Han Solo never speaks Wookie. He speaks English to Chewbacca, and somehow they know what they're talking. Well, it's offensive. I don't think the human tongue can make those sounds. I mean, I can because I'm brilliant, but well, you know, we heard no, Griff. Course. He can't do Wookiee for shit. Yeah, you just heard me do that. Yeah. And it sounded like an idiot humping a doorknob or something. So he sends a coded message to Mala. Is, I, it, yeah, he does excuse himself and then talks to Mala. He's like, sir, I have a customer I need to talk to. Of course, to. it's done on his OnlyFans screen. Right. And he's like... Oh, Mala, you're calling about that shag rug? Hint, hint, Chewbacca. I've got my best Hans on it. No, he said, I have a nice little old lady is sewing it. It's kind of a Hans-on job. Wink, wink. It's on its way. Don't worry. And I'll be by later that proton pack. Also, it turned into Ghostbusters. Proton pack as well. So Son gets the fucking uh, guard out. He's, you know. Yeah, he shows him off the new... Uh, I didn't even know manscaping was advertising in the future. Especially in the 70s. We were all about Harry Junk in the 70s. I know. You guys, I've seen your smut films, and you guys have pubic hair everywhere. Right, yeah. It's like, if you're not laying on a bed of pubes, you're not getting fucked. Yeah, basically, that's what fucking is, just laying on a bed of pubes. That's right. Cha-cha-cha-cha. But everybody had 
better teeth because they're pulling the pubes out of their teeth like like <laughs> floss. <laughs> Oh, they didn't get the. They, they didn't. Yeah, they you didn't mean get your the, gums. You noticed that? Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, every time at the end of a you know money shot, we saw this in Caligula, of course. Yeah. They just come up and they're pulling the pubes out of their teeth, and uh, so they're pristine gum line. Exactly. Yeah. No I gingivitis. No gingivitis. Lots of butt cancer, but no gingivitis. Yeah. What were yeah. we talking about with butts earlier? I don't know. We're talking about Star Wars right now. Star Wars. Because he says, "Yeah, check out. I got the latest laser manscaper," and the guards like, "I loved it. Give yeah. it to me." Don't worry, you can also record your work schedule on it. And he's like, great, the Imperial keeps me on a tight schedule. The Empire, rather. All right. Now, we need to see our villain, Darth Vader, but we didn't. We couldn't afford to have anybody like play Darth Vader, so we just get some stock footage from Star Wars of Darth Vader walking down a hallway, and we hired James Earl Jones to do a couple lines. I'm looking for Chewbacca and uh, Han Solo. Get, send everyone out. Get them. I made you. You are mine. Your goal in life is to defeat me. All right, so, like, it's getting serious. I was kind of scared because Darth Vader's a scary guy. So we need some light comedy. Dom's favorite character. We need, a, we need another classic. Little Tim loved this guy. He's his favorite actor. Harvey Corman, of course, from the Carol Burnett show. Everybody loved Harvey Corman. I know Carol Burnett. Some people say Tim Conway. I say Harvey Corman. Oh, right? yeah? Fuck Dorf. I'm all about the Harvey Corman. I'm a hard Corman. <laughs> so he's okay, playing like a character named Gormanda, who is like a Juliet Space Julia Childs. Okay. But did you also. Did you just see fucking Wings Hauser then? Okay. Fringe fuck, would you like to go on? I mean, what happened here? Well, at, at first we think he's just a normal man in drag. I didn't really. I, thought it was a woman <laughs> well, Marty, i'm sorry i cannot keep up it was not it was harvey corman who plays harvey multiple Carman? characters in this show oh can you spoil it for me who else is no i'll spoil it for you when we get to him Fuck. he plays at least two other characters i had to watch this already i still have to wait for it so everyone else is so it yeah it's just a little like Basically, time filler. We just have a skit where he's working on it. Stir this, do this, and the the, the recipe become because they're doing bantha loin, the, the proper bantha loin. Because once again, banthas who live on Tatooine, everything revolves around Tatooine in the Star Wars world. Yeah. So he's uh, it's getting very complicated. The, the thing, and then we see another hand come out. So now Gormand has three hands. Right, and as she's singing along, stir, whip, stir, whip. Whip, whip, stir, stir, whip. And Mala is like, whip. can't keep up because she has two hands. Right. And then a fourth hand comes out and it starts masturbating. It's like, what? What is this for? It was too much. Yeah. And um, too much for kids. Oh, definitely too much for kids. And then Mala's dis Mala's disgusted. She turns it off. She's like, I she can't watch it. After this. she sips on her soup, her broth, whatever the fuck she was preparing, she's like, perfect. Bantholoin. Bantholoin. This is great. This is great. I'm turning this off. I want to say I know you're familiar. Oh boy, that was bad. Uh, I know you're familiar with the show. Did you not see Mom from Futurama in here? A little bit. I, I saw a little bit. Does I Mom have four hands? Well, no, she didn't. But the, the way the hair, the purple, and everything. Well, then, and then, then the I guess lady. you could say that it served its purpose as special because it, it it inspired the mom character. I've never looked into Futurama lore, but I feel like uh, this inspired probably. Mom. So, right now, four-year-old Tim is bored out of his mind. We need to see some Star Wars characters. You gotta see... 
Who is this for but fucking kids? <laughs> so Han and Chewie are getting more stock footage of TIE fighters chasing them. Yep. Han is like, hey, remember that scene in Star Wars where we got in those little fucking miniguns on the Millennium Falcon? I'm going to go do that. Right. So he goes do that. Chewie's flying it. All right, so we're back into it. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm invested again in this special. Right. They had to rope you back in, and now we're going to fucking just pull you right back down with some more Chewbacca stories. Right. We get it. The Baca story. The Baca family. The Baca family. So we learned there's an Imperial, the Imperial PSA where the guys like Wookiee Planet is under martial law. No one can, no ships are allowed to come on the planet or leave the planet. I don't know what time 1984 came out, but this is pure 1984 because everybody has a video screen in their house that the Empire can just take over at any moment. Think about that. Yeah. It's straight up. Can't we? We can do that now. That's we're what, we're yeah. very close to it. We can, can't we? Because that's what emergency. Bro, like you have a sparkle. Is that from the Cirque du Soleil? Did yes. you go to the Cirque du Soleil no, strip I, club? I think my eyes are just sparkling because I'm enjoying this oh, okay. special so much. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I did stop at a rave before I came here. I had to do something. Well, for Christmas. one of the strip clubs out in Eight Mile opened back up. It wasn't Trump's, or maybe it was Trump's. Well, I only go. To no, it's the Penthouse Pets one. Oh, that's a great one. Trump's is very closed. Trump's with two P's. They had to avoid lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know. Trump, I, just, for real, if you yeah, look up on, yeah, if true. you look up down 8 Mile, everybody, you'll find a strip club called Trump's with two P's. Trump. Okay. So, all right. How the fuck are we going to get Han on the planet, <laughs> Chewbacca on the planet? I thought we were going to say, how are we going to get back in the story? So, Sondon shows up, Art Carney. Art and Carney. he's got some gifts for her. He's got that proton pack he promised. Oh, yeah. And he demands a kiss from Mala for this thing. He's like, lay it on me, baby. Lay it. I want to feel that fuzz on my face. I want that drape on my grape. And she goes, which means give it to me. They've been fucking. They've been fucking. Chewbacca is risking his life. What was my theory I told you about earlier? You said they hated. He hated Wookiees. Who did? You did. You said no, that no, no. He hated Wookies. No, I said the Wookies love the Wookie hate. Like that was their kink. Okay. It's humans. They're Wookie subs. Yeah, exactly. So his... do you think Sonnet's ever pissed on Mala? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We're getting all of our Caligula hate out here. <laughs> so deal with it. So um, he's like, oh, by the way, Itchy, I got the hookup for you too. He's like, oh. He's Scooby Doo all of a sudden, and so like one, once again, George Lucas predicting the future. VR helmet. There's like a VR. fucking Barca lounger with yeah. a VR helmet yeah. on it. Your thing is gonna go full John Carmack. We're gonna play a round of Doom or something here, but that's not what Itchy's into. See what Grandpa's or uh, Sean Don's doing here? Yeah, what is he doing? He's distracting the kid and the grandpa. Right. So he can fuck Mala. So he's like, hey, I got what you were looking for. And he's got this little, like, like a Nintendo fucking cartridge. Yeah. Puts it in. And then we see, like, this is like, who is this for? This is the most inappropriate for, especially 1978 yeah. scene. We get Diane Carroll, who I thought, I didn't know she was a singer. She, I thought she was an actress. But she is like a VR sex bot. And they, do, they don't, they let you know she's about getting you off. This is no, like... We're just watching a woman sing and dance. Yeah. Sean Don does not uh, tiptoe around it. He straight up tells to the camera because this was my angle I wanted to tell you about. 
I watched 70s match show. I watched those 70s game shows. Richard Branson's up in there. He's grabbing tits. Richard He's kissing Branson. faces. Uh, who's the guy in the match? Dawson. Dawson. Richard Branson's that asshole billionaire. You're right. Uh, I meant Dawson. Who was the guy in the match show? I can't think of his name. Uh, he was the host forever. Oh, uh, Gene Rayburn. Jay Ray- Gene? Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn. Tongue down every person's throat. No, he didn't. That was that was uh, that was Richard Dawson's thing. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. just Dawson who Family did that. Feud. I thought I saw Rayburn do it too. He might. He, sometimes he would do it to, to celebrities, but not to the the contestants. Yeah, he didn't do it. You yeah. you know what? You're right. He did it to the the. He guests. would actually pull out some banaca and spray. Like he would force himself on these like young ingenues that they would have on. Yeah. Yeah. We could. It's the seventies. You could do it. That it was the seventies. I showed Kayla a little bit of that. She's like. That's what you have to go through on game shows back in the day. If you want to win. Not into that. Um, so, anyways, I see what's going on here, though. He's getting all the family out of the way, and then he's going to sit itchy down, and he's gonna, like, I got a great thing for you. And he's right. like, you're going to have, like, you got some good, you got coconut lotion over it. Wait, coconut lotion? Coconut oil? I, what do Wookiees use to jerk it with? I don't know, because you don't want to gum up your fur. He did hand him some wet naps, too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, you don't want to gum up that fur. Yeah, I, I don't know. know what you would do. The, the, maybe they do a dry rub. Look, I'm glad we're giving you guys this episode. So when you go and listen to this or watch this movie again, you have a lot of things to think about. Right. Because that's what we do. Before we got to it, there's nothing to think about. It's Nobody just even boring. knew what a dry rub was until we told you. <laughs> I think that's how they do it. They dry rub it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's a mess. Yeah, your fur. You don't want to. Yeah. I mean, see, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Women talk about they don't want a guy to come in their hair. So I guess you know you don't want to come in your fur. Yeah. This is what they would call Harry Styles. That's where the singer Harry Styles got his name. Okay. Because the post the fucking jerk hairstyles. So yeah, we get this bizarre scene where Diane Carroll is like, "I'm here to please you." Mm. And we're like, "What?" Like, I guess they had to get something for Dad to watch the show. For real. Who the fuck is this for? Because it starts with Kaleidoscope, Diamond Girls, kind of. Yeah, very 70s, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I got that. Yeah. But then when, who was her name? Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll comes in. She's just, It's just her head floating in circles. Very David Bowie <laughs> singing at you. She's wearing like this glittery headdress kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. The headdress. Yeah. No and she's, cl- just, she's just like, I'm here to get you off, basically. And then we just... We don't we even, even we don't want to see itchy jerk it, so we just go away. The songs we know what he's doing aren't even s- just slightly enjoyable either. No, nothing is, nothing's not- enjoyable about. But There's- at least it was an original song because okay. we noticed like for that. the rest of the songs we just take mu- John Williams music from Star Wars and just put lyrics on it. They did. Yes, I didn't notice that. The fucking last song was fucking the Star Wars theme song. Hurry. I was so done with this movie by the time the last song came up. Well, you missed what Life Day was all about. Oh uh, yeah, I all right. Did. Itchy's jerking off. Let's get off from this scene. Okay. Call comes in from speaking of Princess Leia. Call comes in. She's doing accounting. She literally worked. I remember my mom had one of these things because she did had like an accounting job where it's it's like you just it's got the paper that rolls out. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. They were just using the shit they had. They, like Lucas couldn't even allow them to like, borrow the fucking like consoles and shit from Star Wars. They were just junk they were using. I love retro futurism like that though. Our, I like C three PO is working on a fucking nineteen a fucking seventies typewriter. Yeah. Think about this. Next time you watch the original trilogy, you never see 3PO from the waist down. It's because he has one of those paper receipt clips coming out of his butt. 
and he's constantly shitting out computer code. So she asks, Leia asks, hey, is Han there yet? And, and she's like, rrr, rrr. she's like, can I talk to a human, please? Cause <laughs> I love this. I'm above this. Yeah, she's a princess. Get me a fucking human. Is your manager there? And speaking of manager, Sondon is a manager because he manages <laughs> that fucking uh, uh, antique shop. And he's like, hey, don't worry. They're, I, they're coming. I don't know how he knows. Like, they're on the way. Don't worry. We'll get well, back to you. He's acting as some kind of liaison because I think they're transporting goods for his trade post three, you know, through him. Yeah. And so that's why he knows about the shipping information. It's like that package that's in USPS and you see it goes to the wrong post office. You know, it's that kind of situation. So Han has uh, snuck onto the planet. He says somehow they won't find me if we go to the north side, the north side. And so they land somewhere. And we see, like, everybody's reacting because the ship's going overhead. You hear the ship. Because, of course, think about when a helicopter's kind of near your house. You hear it. You're like, oh, my God, a helicopter's going by. So they all hear it, and they're, like, talking about it. Oh, no, Chewie and Han will be here in no time. And then they hear the ship go by. And then the door, there's a knock at the door. So they're like, that's got to be them. Yeah, and like, as a kid, I'm excited. I'm finally going to see Chewbacca and Han Solo. Yeah, you've had to deal with Wookiees for 45 fucking minutes right. now. yeah. And no, it's two stormtroopers. Cut to commercial. Bum, bum, bum. So Sondon, he knows how to deal with people. So he, let me take over, Wookiee people. And he's like, we're here to search. We we heard that there's the Wookiee on the loose. Mm. And they look, and apparently they have, like, the census. Because they know, like, what says right here, three adult Wookiees and a child. Where is the other adult? Well, that Trump census uh, got passed by through this fucking court. So, of course, you have to account for every single. So they got him dead right. And the, uh, one stormtrooper's looking around. He almost touches the button for the secret phone in the fucking TV console, but he goes past it. So yeah, that's right, scare. because he's knocking on every door and yeah. every secret passage, and he's pulling at every fucking book by L. Ron Hubbard, and that's where you hide. So Sondon's getting nervous. So he's like, I know how to distract them. Holograms. Because we just learned... That's how you distract children and horny old men with holograms. Of course it is. So he's just like, hey, Imperial guy, come over here. I got something you might want to see. I, we didn't really mention it, but when Shondong came over, he had, uh, well, we did, but he also had a gift to Mala, but Mala was so busy in the kitchen and she can't leave the kitchen right. until she's all well, She hasn't earned it yet. Yeah. She hasn't earned it yet. Yeah. So she has finally, wait, I don't even think she's earned it yet. She hasn't left the kitchen, no. but the guard has earned it. Right. Well, he's just trying to distract them because they're getting close to finding all this hidden shit. Right. So it puts it, what would distract a guard better than a washed up band like Jefferson's Starship? Not even, Grace Slick's not even in the band at this time. Gray Slicks? Yes, Gray Slicks. That's what I heard. Grace Slick. That's a good name, right? Well, I guess if she was singing for him, but no, this is the shitty '70s version. They're not even fucking. Wait, Jefferson Starship had a lady vocalist. Yes. Really? Yes. What was what was the big song with her in it? Fucking the White Rabbit song. You know that. Oh, I thought that was a different band. No, that was Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Then they became Jefferson Starship, and then they became Starship. Oh fucking Christ! Okay, I didn't understand. Yeah, she is good. I that song's really good. So we just get a boring. Dickless Jeffrey. We, I mean, this would be the perfect spot for Kiss. It would have fit. They fit right into the world. They look like aliens. Bring that back. Space to, Ace, Ace for Ace 
bring that back to our uh, Paul Lynn special. Right. With Kiss. For right. some reason. So we just get a, a lame-ass Jefferson Starship song that no one remembers. But the guard loves it. So it works. Zondon's fucking trick works. Oh, no. He, like, he doesn't even have to wear the headset. You just get him standing up. And I got to say, this Imperial Guard, I could talk to him because you notice what he was doing. He wasn't doing air guitar. He's doing air bass. He's playing the fingers. I thought he was just doing air guitar. I think it was guitar. It was guitar? Oh. Because that's things. a very futuristic, especially for 78. It's a very yeah. futuristic instrument. It's got a beautiful voice, the uh, future space keyboards. So, but it, it works. But then they start searching a little more. They go up to poor Lumpy's room, rip the head off a of Bantha. I, I thought that was totally a fucking red herring because I thought there was going to be something hidden in it. Well, Murray, you're skipping over a little bit because when they say, we need to search upstairs, as far as we know, the only thing upstairs is uh, Lumpy's room. Well, I'm sure Chewie and Molly's room and Itchy's room are up there. Oh, you think? But oh, they didn't have enough, you know, the set. It was a cheap right. set. Right. Based on what the set is showing us, it's just Lumpy's room. Yeah. Uh, and so they do a whole dun-dun-dun, and all the fucking Wookiees go apeshit over this. Sorry. Right. And so they start, like, kind of getting feisty with the guards. And, of course, they go full cop, and they say, My hands are tied. i got to shoot you in the face now. I'm feeling threatened. I'm standing my ground. Yes. And so the Wookiees stand back. They've had enough genocide happen by f- f- uh, Imperial Wookie, Force. Wookiee side is what they Wookie call it. Wookiee side. Excuse yeah. me. Thank you. I I want to be right. Uh, so they stand back, and they're just like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They let them go upstairs, and you're right. They start yeah. tearing through the toys. Right. Every plushie they rip the head off, put their dick into, they come into all of them. They're like, this is going to be the worst And then to add insult to injury, like, you clean it up, little boy. Yeah. When they come back down from up there after they've jizzed on everything, they come back down. They're like, the kid's going to have a great time cleaning it up. You're welcome. So Lumpy is obviously upset. He just hit his room jizzed. So he's got to calm himself down. So he's he's he has. Uh, I I think it was the gift that uh, Sandon gave him. Yeah. His little clip. Thank thankfully they didn't mix him up. They got the kids. He got one. two gifts. Right. Because this is this is his second gift, or he already had it, but he puts on his big old over ear headphones. Right. His his Raycons. And then he's got a small little tablet console thing that he's gonna read it. Very into. futuristic. Yeah, very futuristic. And we, as you know, is having nieces and nephews. How do you calm a kid down? Cartoons. A hundred percent. You just give them some fucking... It doesn't even... Put a screen in front of them and noise. And they'll be like, what was it? It was my niece. You know what she said today? Uh, Ditchin? What is that Thanks word? for... No, that was Ditchy. That oh, was my Ditchin. nephew. Okay. Uh, my niece said... So it didn't get on, catch on. You're going to love this. Okay. Thanks for the gift, brah. Wow. Brah. She's learning. <laughs> brah. We all died at that moment, and we just yelled bra at each other. Okay. My mom was offended. She said, I'm not your bra. I'm your lala. That's even worse. What is it? What is lala? When did, when did all of a sudden grandparents have 50 different names? It was just grandma and grandpa when I was growing up. My mom has been so excited to be a grandma for so long. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to be called grandma. Of course, I, and my mom. Anybody can be a grandma. My mom used to accost my friend uh, Pat, who used to come over, and she's like, "My," I told her because she used to shake me down and said, "Give me Rosetta Stone." Do you remember Rosetta Stone, the software for learning a new language? Mm-hmm. She knew I would steal shit, so she's like, "Steal me a, a Rosetta Stone Spanish. I want to learn Spanish." And I was like, "I can't get it. It was really hard to get." 
And so the I was like, Pat could probably get it to you if he ever comes over. And then I bring my friend Pat over. And my mom shakes him down. So she's obsessed with Spanish is all I'm trying to get at. Okay. And abuela. Abuela, yeah. Is, of course, Spanish for grandma. Right. And she didn't want the kids. She wanted to make it easier for the kids. You so instead of. Hard, I had no problem with it. I know. Yeah. So instead of abuela, she you, wants to These be, guys, by the way, these guys are the whitest people. There's nothing Spanish about Griff's family. Oh, God, no. Super nothing, white. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, I don't, I want to be called, instead of abuela, I want to be shortened to Lala. Abuela, <laughs> Lala. So that's what. Well, it's no bad, worse than Mima and shit like that. And yeah. everyone's like, all of a sudden, everyone says Nana. Yeah, which people like do one. say, but they didn't back in the day. It was always grandma and grandpa. That was it, dude. I found out about that because my neighbors' kids, who I hung around a lot with, when I was. I believe that's up. like a Jewish thing, Nana. I'm not positive about well, that. Well, the neighbor kids were not Jewish, and they definitely called one set of grandparents. One set of grandparents wanted to be called Nana, or what was it, Nana? Nana, yeah. And Papa, and then the other set want. She was a single woman. She just wanted to be called Mama D, because she didn't want to be grandma. <laughs> Because she thinks she's still a trophy uh, right, woman. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. God, so, you guys, this is this is like we the thought background. this was going to be an hour. We thought we were going to give you a shitty little bite-sized episode, but no, you're getting a full feast. You're getting a Christmas feast, dude. We're going to be done with this soon. Yes. If we. If All we, right. Okay. Now this is probably to me the only interesting part of the 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 special. We get the cartoon. Well, we get a little lore. We get the first viewing ever of Boba Fett. But this was not the part you were obsessed with when you were a kid. No, I totally forgot about it. I didn't even. Okay. I think I think in my memory, I thought the real Boba Fett was somehow involved. Like, I did not. I did not remember the cartoon at all. So when I got the uh, the bootleg, I was like, "Whoa! Like I don't remember any of this shit." Yeah. So I just made up in my head what happened. So I mean, I knew it had something to do with Chewbacca's family, and that was it. So. Yeah, so this is probably the most interesting thing of the entire special. Okay. It's a cartoon. It's very crude kind of uh, animation. Loose. Loose. Yeah. Like Magnola. I believe it was some kind of uh, Quebec-like company did it. Okay. And it did have kind of a weird European kind of vibe off it. I know Quebec's not European, Human but you know. Human faces were their weak point. Yeah. Like, they had also had like big eyes. Yeah. But no. not anime eyes, like big pupils. Yeah, no, again... It was like everything else about it I thought was really cool. I really liked it. There it, was some interesting things which we'll get into when we talk about it. It was just the faces really bothered me. Okay, yeah, they weren't good. Okay. Well, because also because we know what the people look like. So it's like they they kind of looked like the actors. Like it, I could tell who they were supposed to be. It but. turned into, uh, what do they call it when you do your faces at a carnival or whatever? Caricature. It, it turned into a caricature, oh. and I hated that. So we, we have Luke on a, a rebel ship with C-3PO and R2-D2, and they're waiting for Chewbacca. I was, again, waiting for Chewbacca and Han to show up. We get a call from uh, Chewbacca. Han Solo's hanging upside down from the Millennium Falcon. I need help. Please, help. Well, no. It's just... And they're like, Oh, what? Chewbacca. Yeah. He was, Han was No, he was down. out. He was. He was. He had a he sleeping was sleepy. virus. Yeah, that's right. So you so he, got. But the... we don't know that. We're like, what's going on? Is Chewbacca go rogue? Is he killing? Like, and they're they're heading on a collision course for Luke's ship, and we're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, no. And then they make an evasive move or maneuver. And they go to some uh, water moon. Yeah, and even while they're going down there, the Millennium Falcon starts shooting back at them. But Luke's like, don't right. worry. 
They're missing us. Right. Chewbacca is such a fucking crack shot. He'd be hitting us right now if they wanted us dead. So clearly, they're just trying to warn us that danger's a, f- a- right. afoot. So the Falcon crash lands on this uh, water moon, Plana. Plana. And the comlink breaks, so they can't get through to Chewbacca. And as the comlink breaks, they're looking up, they're getting out the binoculars, and there's a yeah, dinosaur. Luke, ju- Luke jumps into like a pod and lands on the ship following them. With three PO and R two D two, he can breathe fine. Don't worry, everybody. Right, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. They land. I, this is what I found interesting. Cause they land on a water planet. The water was red, and I think that's so interesting. Why is water always blue on every fucking Alien. space planet? Right. So I thought that was an interesting choice. Like, why couldn't it be red? Why couldn't it be? And you also just... noticed it was not like water. It was like like. Slime, it was like a gelatin or, yes. or something. It was yeah. like a gelatin thing. It had a higher viscosity to it. Yeah, or but lower. I, I like that. Was... It was like it was interesting. It was different. Exactly. Like again, Star Wars, like Star Trek, did. They could have done so many fun things when they did their little side stories. And Star Wars, like no lightsabers. So they land, and then a fucking space dinosaur that lives on this planet starts chomping on Luke's ship. And we're like, oh, no. So they're, like, getting their ship eaten up. Who does Luke have with him? Is this 3PO? 3PO and R2-D2. And R2-D2. Right. So he's like, we got to get into the escape pod and get out of here. So they get into their uh, cockpit and their escape pod, and that's when... Dun, dun, dun. Very first ever appearance of Boba Fett. Very first. Right. So... You're welcome. And you can tell because he doesn't, he looks his co- he looks the same, but his coloring is off because they were going off a prototype of what they were going to use Boba Fett in the Movie. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love this. I like this again. Why I like this because it was a story. It had a kind of cool arc to it. You got Boba Fett in there, which it didn't need to be Boba Fett for me, but it was yeah. just cool. Yeah, and he's riding one of these dinosaurs, and he's cool. got like a, he's got a space cattle prod where he's cool. like he's like shocking the fucking thing. So we don't know what is this guy a bad? Guy? He looks kind of sinister. So we're like, is this is he a bad guy? We don't right. know who Boba Fett is at this time. No, he's here to help Luke. Even if you know Boba Fett, when you see this guy, you know it's Boba Fett. But at the same time, it wouldn't be Boba Fett. He doesn't have that rich green armor and everything. Right, he's it's, blue. He's baby yeah. blue. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I see you're no friend of the Empire. Neither am I, so I'm going to help you out. We're going to find your friend that you're looking for. So they they find the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, he helps them calm the dinosaurs down and everything. He's got all the weaponry to do that. Right. He's like, I'll follow along with you. I'll help you figure out where your friends are at. I'm your friend. Right. And Luke, of course, is like, you are my best friend. Right. I have never he helped had a, him. Yeah. I've never had a friend like you before in my life. I'm gonna call you little boo hoo, because you're my boo. Who? So they find the Millennium Falcon and they they just walk in and we see Chewbacca trying to throw this. They were the whole reason Chewbacca and Han were on this mission. They were looking for a talisman that supposedly was gonna cause invisibility. Oh. But no, it causes Straight it, out of Harry Potter. it causes a sleeping virus apparently. Because Chewbacca, and it doesn't work on Wookiees, apparently. Yeah, humans. They said that. So Chewbacca's going to throw it in the garbage disposal. Luke goes, hey, what are you doing? That's that's some bling. As he's throwing it. Right. And he gets hit immediately with the fucking sleeping virus. So Luke collapses. Boba Fett walks in thinking that fucking Chewbacca had harmed Luke, so he's ready to kill Chewbacca. Yeah. And so he lassos him because he, of course, has one of those rope whisk, 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 whisk. 
Right. Risk. We actually this we actually unlike the movies we get to see Boba Fett use all this shit that you know Gadgets. he has. Yeah. Gadgets. It was fucking good. You right. get to see him in all of his like uh, neutral chaotic glory because it's like what the fuck is he? Luke said. Hey, I'm no friend of the Empire. And so he goes, oh, neither am I. Neither I'll am show I. you. And so he goes along with them. So, uh, so, so far, so good. We think he's a hero because he's helping Luke. See, well, he does the Chewbacca. Right. He ties up Chewbacca. Yeah. And then C-3P goes, oh, no, that's our friend. Hey, that's our friend. And they like, oh, okay. So they release Chewbacca. And then like uh, they have, like I guess... Uh, C-3PO is like a go-between. He's like, I think Boba Fett's like, I think I know we can go into the city we can find a cure for the sleeping virus. Well, yeah, because Luke gets knocked out as soon as like he's in the presence of the talisman. Right. And so they're like, we're going to need to help him out, of course. And Boba's saying to him, because C-3, or not c 3 Chewbacca starts howling out, C-3PO translated. <laughs> Thank you, Murray. Not Griff. Uh, and he translates it, of course. Well, I can't do that. Oh, my. He agrees. He will help you. So they go into town. Boba Fett's like, how about we split up? You know? Yeah. And Chewbacca's like, no, I'm going to fucking come along with you. Uh, no. I do this alone. I so, do this alone. He has a cool kind of voice. Yeah. And then he gets on a, a video con. He gets the he gets the, the, the cure for the sleeping virus. Goes to Apothecary, a drugstore, CVS. And then he stops at a video phone, and then who is on the other side? Darth fucking Vader. And we're like, Ugh. holy shit, we trusted this guy. He's working with, he's like, don't worry, they, I fooled them. They, they, don't, they, have, they no, don't suspect anything. I'm going to turn these guys in for that big bounty. We cut to a commercial, I guess, and then we go back into the Wookiee household where Lumpy is, ah! dun, dun, dun. And the guards are offended by this noise, so they come over to look at his little vidi screen, and he, like, turns it off and puts on algorithms. Well, here's the thing. Is this our... our uh... Are the rebels like celebrities? Do they make cartoons about these guys? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> and I'm so glad we're having this conversation. What the fuck is this moment right here? Is this supposed to be something he's watching that's happening as we speak? Right. Exactly. Is it like real life is happening in cartoon right now in front of you? Your friends were coming over. We saw Luke earlier. He was fine. Do the rebels, is this out? like rebel propaganda where they make cartoons about our rebel heroes? That would make sense. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's got to be it. So, yeah, so he switches off to, like, Tetris, so the, the Imperial Guards don't know what's going on. And then oh, they, you're on the eighth level. I'm a ninth level, hundredth speed. Call me when you're a good kid. So Lumpy goes back. They go to commercial break. Lumpy goes back to the story. We, uh, we were around the Millennium Falcon again. Everyone yep. thinks Boba's a good guy. Well, no, there's a scene where they get chased by stormtroopers. Oh, they do. And okay. Boba Fett helps them. Like, he blows up the stormtroopers' ship. Right. They're being chased. They're going back to the Millennium Falcon. So we're still thinking, what's going on? Is he, is he on our side? Is he on the Empire side? We don't know. Could you explain uh, his D2 uh, alignment here for Boba Fett? His D2 alignment? Uh, D&D alignment. Oh, it would be, uh, I don't know, chaotic neutral? Exactly. Okay. Murray has never played <laughs> D&D, and he gets it. Yeah. So they get back to the Millennium Falcon, and R2-D2 had hacked into that fucking Hulk. Yeah, that so this talk. is before yeah. the audience of Boba and all that. Yeah. 
yeah, before Boba and Chewbacca show up, R2D2, he's a hacker. So he sees we know this, yeah. he actually sees the call between Boba Fett and Darth Vader. So he knows that Boba Fett is a bad guy. So Boba Fett shows up and they and he lets everybody know. Like C3 was Oh, he says you're a bad guy. And Boba Fett just bitches out. He's like, I'm out of here. And just shoots his like rocket pack and just flies away. I'm out of here, bitches. And then uh, uh, Chewbacca goes, and C three goes, oh, he, he says he always knew he was a bad guy because they, they wake up Luke and Han and yeah, they, he did. So for such a bad guy, he did get the serum, right? He was playing the long con. You think he would got poison if he's really bad, guy. right? But he's he, chaotic neutral, right? He played the long con. He was trying to get Luke back up. He did. Oh, well, he owed him nothing. But anyways. And we learned that Chewie owed knew all along because Fett didn't smell right. That's right. And then Lumpy enjoys it. He claps. goes, yay. Right. And this is where the guards come back down because we're back in Wookiee time. Right. We're back in present day. Back in the boring fucking right. special. Stormtroopers come down. They've finished coming on every single fucking instrument in that, uh, that house. He's like, yeah, this kid had a saxophone. I blew a wad in his reed. So, <laughs> Lumpy. Was that the guard blowing a wad in the reed? No, that was just me disappointed. <laughs> everything you just said. So, Lumpy goes back to play with his new toy, which isn't a toy after all. It's a mini transmitter. Yeah, we saw this toy. We didn't know what it was. We thought it was a cash register. We thought right. we was learning yeah. how to work at the I thought it was like, it was, no, it looked to me like a speaking spell with a bunch of Lego pieces. Yeah, that that's just, what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes on YouTube to learn how to like put this together. Right. Puts on a YouTube video where we can see it once again. Harvey Corman shows up for a new role. Okay. YouTube right. influencer. Yep. And he's got a how-to video. And he's the, the 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 gist of the hilarity is he's doing a bit of physical comedy where he's making it look like there's ticks and fuck ups with the the video, but it's really just Harvey Corman doing physical comedy. Oh my god. So he's like. I both hated and loved this. Okay. I really appreciated the actor because he had to do the ticks. Yeah. But I hated the fact that they plugged in like a thumb drive and this is what the thumb drive did to the video. Right. So But he learned Lumpy learns he puts together the mini transmitters, everything right. is good. And they did a good job of just not making us watch the whole thing. Right. Because if they made us watch that <laughs> whole fucking thing, I would have lost my gasket. Right. Even back then we couldn't watch longer than a two minute YouTube video. Yes. So, okay, now here's another weird s situation. Okay, the Imperial Guards come on, martial law, everyone stay in your house, curfew is for everybody. Hey, Tatooine, the, that backwoods, unimportant uh, planet that everything revolves around the Star Wars universe, we're going to make you watch. And, and, he, and he says even the stormtroopers and the guards have to stop and watch a PSA, like a, a tour guide thing of Tatooine. Uh, again, why can Star Wars not think beyond Tatooine? No, because people sakes. fucking went apeshit for the cantina scene. Look, Everyone remembered it. All we know about Star Wars, idiots, put a lightsaber in anything and they'll remember it. Right. Put make up a planet, give it the worst fucking name, call it call it call it a fucking country that most Americans wouldn't recognize, and they will recognize it if you put a lightsaber. Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. So we're all of a sudden we're in the cantina and we're watching it. I don't. It made no sense. I I know because we keep doing these views where it's like the people look into their screen and they're seeing <laughs> into the 
the thing. The cantina. Yeah, the cantina now. And of course, the fucking song is playing. I hate this song. All right. So 1978, Maude is still a popular show, of course, starring B. Arthur. It's CBS. We got to do some cross promotion. So B. Arthur is now the bartender at the cantina of Star Wars. Hey there, babe. You need another drink? That's not B. Arthur. No, I'm that's, sorry. that's Dennis Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Griff. This is the only thing no! I remembered. No, because what? Harvey Corman shows up for his last character, the guy oh. who pours liquid oh, in his that's head. That's what you remembered. That's all I remembered. I thought you would have remembered the cartoon. It was the guy no. pouring the drink. Yeah. I told Kayla the only thing I told Kayla about of this movie TV special. Was the guy pouring the drink in his head? Yeah, that's that so memorable. Funny. Yeah, that is so funny. That's <laughs> the only thing that stuck with me. Literally, the only thing I told her about. Yeah. So yes, he's kind of a sad sack who fell in love with Akam Akmina. Is that her name? Uh, that's what you. That's what you wrote. I'll go with it. No, that's literally how it was spelled. But Akmina? I forget how they pronounced it. I thought it was like Edwina. It's like it sounded like they said, but Akmina, is it? No, I think. Well, it's, it's whatever. Akmina. What's we'll the Akmina? Who gives a shit at this point? B. Arthur. And she and she gets us a lot because he's he, he she actually showed some kindness to the sad sex. He's in love with he's one of those guys like she smiled at me. She loves me. No, this hit a little too close. This is why this scene resonated with me a little too much because we hear about these guys too, nowadays who anytime a girl is nice to him, pays him a compliment, they have to take it as this girl wants my dick. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or if you're a total incel. It's like she needs me. Yeah. Finally, the universe has aligned, and I get my lucky day. Well, he was a little nicer about it. He didn't get angry with her. Well, he went full fucking incel. No, he didn't go incel at all because there was no anger in it. He was he's sad sack. Oh, okay. And, and incel would be like, "Bitch, you owe me." He uh, took because she put she turned him down. Murray, he was gonna go to full. Well, if, if evil, he sad if, sack. if he had, if he had Fox News, he would have gone that okay, way. Okay, good point. You know, but go no, they, we don't. We, Fox News gets blocked on Tatooine. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So he probably eventually became an insult because and of the Empire. He walks up. He's got flowers for her. A flower, yeah. A flower, and he lays it down on the bar, and he's like, "I'll take whatever you'll give me. I just want you to notice what I put on the glass in front of you." B wants nothing to do with it. And she's like, who are you again? She forgot about it. She's a fucking bartender. She sees people every fucking day. Every fucking day. And he's like, Krellman. Krellman. Who would remember a person named Krellman? Yeah. She's letting him down hard, but easy. You would be like, let's call you Krillin. That's a strong name. Murray, now that I think about it, that's a Dragon Ball Z name. And it's one of the worst characters. Okay. <laughs> He's one of the worst characters of this special. A little bald guy. <laughs> so she goes, look, buddy, I don't have time for this shit. Look, the f- drink's on me. Pour it down your head and get the fuck out of here. And we see it. He's got like a volcano-shaped head yeah, that he... Awful. It was not Awful good. but memorable. It was and he memorable. just pours it through the top of his head. Yeah. And thankfully, it's the last we ever see of Harry Corman. Thank the fucking maker. So Never we get... Again. They get a message from, from the Empire saying, there's been a curfew. Everything's shut down. Go back to your home. So Akmina tries she's like guys get the fuck out of here it's a man's world on Tatooine they just ignore her all all the aliens are just fuck you we're not leaving it's like guys please I don't want you don't you don't have to you don't have you don't have to leave you have to go home but she can't stay here right and they're just like heard the fucking message everybody heard it they spoke it in every fucking language 
nobody wants to leave. They love Akmina's bar so much. They all want to stay. And she's like, look, if you guys want to buy my booze, why don't I get you another round? Everybody starts cheering. She's pouring the booze. and she's One starts, round on me, and then you got to go home. She starts drifting into a song. It's to the tune of the fucking Cantina song. Awful. Dun, 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 And she, oh, it's like some kind of vaudeville type vibe. It was so bad. And there's dancing, like that walrus man dancing and shit. Right. And I'm there like, are, once again, four-year-old me, tuning out, tuning out. For a Star Wars special, a movie that was a phenomenon back then, you think they would have done more with a the theatrical number of this. You think they would have made it more of a fun song and dance. Mm. It looks like shit. Uh, it looks like shit. Well, it's not like B. Arthur's known for a singing voice or anything. Well, no, I don't even mean about her voice. I just Whoa. mean it about like her si- singing and like moving around in this uh, set and everything. Everything about it looks like shit, and she sounds like shit. And it ends like shit because Crumlin hands her a flower, and then we cut away because she denies him. Right. Lumpy's finally put together the mini uh, transmitter, and he. Dis- he starts distracting the guys in the downstairs like everyone come back to the base or whatever come back to the base so the main guard he tells his you know all right we're all getting out of here we've been ordered back but we're gonna leave one guard one stormtrooper because that we're expecting that one that there's three uh, supposedly there's three adults we're waiting for that one adult to come back that's right and so it just happens is everybody walks out and runs away very fast so they can't hear anything they just, the one guard, the one stormtrooper left behind starts hearing, well, poor little Lumpy forgot his little audio relay. And it just keeps relaying the right. same message. Come back, come back, come back. So the stormtrooper goes up, smashes the fucking mini transmitter. Right. And he's like, what the fuck's going on down here? And he's holding everybody. Lumpy's all sad. Like, there was a moment where Lumpy, he, they rip off the head of the Bantha doll, and Lumpy puts it on his bed and puts a, a blanket. blanket. I thought he was going to, like, pretend it was him, and he was going to sneak out. That's what I, I thought. Something but no, like it, it goes nowhere. Nowhere. So, nowhere. So, Lumpy runs out the door, right. and it's... He's like, hey, I haven't fucking masturbated in your room yet. Come back here. So, we're thinking we're going to get into some kind of first act situation here where he's running along the banister. Nope. No. He runs back down to the living room, but lo and behold, Han and Chewie are there, yeah. and they take out the stormtrooper. On the front deck. On the front deck, you're right. Yeah. yeah, they just throw the guy off the fucking deck, yep. and we get that awful Wilhelm scream that Star Wars <laughs> loves to use, and fucking Han is like, oh my God, Lumpy, are you okay? A fucking, you can just see Harrison Ford just grimacing, gnashing his teeth, having to say these dumb lines. You're like a kid and he grabs Lumpy. You're like you're like my own son. Are you okay? And Lumpy's happy to see Han, Uncle Han. Han goes in. And of course, Harrison Ford's the big celebrity who actually showed up for the whole fucking thing, so he has to do some real lines here. He did do an interview with Conan O'Brien, which I did watch back in like 2003. Uh, I watched it again recently, and he was like, I don't want to talk. I mean, obviously they're hamming it up, but right. it was bad. Uh, so he has to do a little line here and tell the family how much he loves them. Right. And how they're like a family and how he loves Chewbacca and how he will always keep them safe. And I have to get the fuck out of here. Go back to my home planet. So he pulls a poochie, gets on the Millennium Falcon, takes off. So Chewbacca, Chewbacca can have his life day. So he got, he did what he thought said he was going to do at the beginning of the episode. Right. I got you home for life day. Right. 
So Chewie, of course, is getting in real close with Mala, and he's like, "Is that Sean Don on you? Yeah. Have you been fucking around?" D- yeah, with do Sean I smell Sean Dong? Uh that's not appropriate. We're married. <laughs> but she's like, "I thought we had an open relationship. You're always away." And it just so happens that Sean by this Don, by this point, Griff and I are fluent in Wookiees. So we actually yeah. know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. it just so happens because of sitcom uh, elements. Sondon is knocking on the door. Right. He's back in the house. <laughs> and we get an alert. Someone's trying to talk to that stormtrooper. They left, and they're like, stormtrooper, come in. And he takes over. He's like, don't worry. Let me take over. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, that stormtrooper? You mean the guy who knocked me over the head, tied us up, and stole everything? He fucked my wife. He fucked my friend's wife. He I was going to do that. fisted my friend with a ring after plowing it okay. into our... Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Now we're doing okay. that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, and the guy buys it. He's like, okay, well, we'll look for that guy. Sorry. Sorry what happened. Hey, uh, what do you guys celebrate? Qu- life Day? Yeah, Happy Life Day. And then Happy Life Day to you, sir. So Sundown's like, look, this is some weird Wookiee shit. I don't, frankly don't give a shit about Life Day. I'm, 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 I'm an atheist about Life Day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys celebrate. I'm out of here. So the Bacas, they all get their candles. All right. This is where it gets weird. Okay. They don't get candles. They get globes with like lights in them. Okay. They get to, they come together, all four of them. They all have their own globe. Okay. And then they, they like show it to the sky. And That's then right. we see them. They're wearing robes, red robes. Yes. And they're walking in space. Yes. They're horrible green screen. Again, Neil Breen green screen. Green screen's better than this green, green screen. screen. They're green screening it up because, again, they were trying to do 70 space Are effects. they on a floating asteroid? What the fuck? Because they're on like this rock formation, and you can see the stars in the background. Yes. So they're on a fucking asteroid. Right. Are they astral projecting? Like, I don't... like. How are they doing this? How are they walking to an asteroid? Wookie magic. So they're like okay. hover, they're like shifting between the two and slowly as we come to on the planet, that's where they are now. So they're in like this void of a planet. This, and then all our favorite characters from Star Wars show up to celebrate Life Day. A bunch of Wookiees. Yes, and Han, Leia, Luke, 3PO, R2-D2. The whole gang is there to celebrate. Even see their thing, oh, I wish I were... A life form so I could celebrate life day. You know, he's feeling a little left out. But Leia, of course, steps up. She's like, I'm the lady of the crew. Let so. me princess explain life day for you exactly. fucking losers. She explains what life day is. And then she breaks out in a song to the tune of the Star Wars theme. Awful. Life day. You bet your life day. There'll Awful. be no more strife. Everything's good. And then we just get random footage from Star Wars. Because at this time, little Tim is out of He's checked out. And then I'm brought back in by just seeing Star Wars. He's like, are my G.I. Joe still in prime G.I. Joe wasn't even there. It wasn't around in that thing. Oh, okay. I mean, he had the big ones, but I didn't have it around. Oh, okay. And then we just end with a nice Life Day feast with apparently... Humans aren't allowed at the feast because no. it's just the well, Wookiee family. Well, they don't want to eat any of that fucking shit they eat. Well, maybe. You know what it is? It's life. It's This was Life Day Eve where we have the whole family. Oh, you're and right. And then it's Life right. Day. Christmas. Right. Life Day. People yeah. can be there, but not. Okay. Life Miss Eve. All right. There you have it, people. We thought that was going to be an hour. Is it two hours well, already? Well, we, of course, had that bad week. And you yeah, know what? Yeah. This is where we blow off a lot of steam. So right. you got a lot of our steam and less of the content. It's like the worst coffee drink you've ever had. And uh, 
it, we're going to make up for it Wednesday because we have something big. We have my favorite. Is it not announced as we know now? No, it's not announced. Yeah, nice. We have my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie because it tells us what is best in life. We are doing Conan the Barbarian. One. The Yeah. The original. Yes. Years ago we did the first. I Did I ever tell you this, this story about I think I could have slept with uh, the woman who played Valeria, Sandal Bergman? Did I ever tell you that story? Wow. Okay. All right. No, I'm not kidding. I think I could have. <laughs> I mean... Let me tell the story. This will be a nice little uh, teaser to make you want to watch this episode more. <laughs> you were an adult. I was an adult. Okay. I was your age. Okay. Okay. I'm at Comic-Con. Yes. And she's there. I didn't know she was even going to be there. Okay. Okay. So at the time, I was probably your age, 35. So she would have been like 55, late 50s. Kind of okay. Like. I go, oh, that's cool. I'll like, I'll get her autograph. I, I, you know, this is back when they didn't charge $100 fucking dollars for a fucking autograph. Right, right, right. So I go up to her. I'm like, somebody's behind in front of me. He gets out of the way. First thing she says, whoa, those muscles. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks, I guess. And she was very talk, like very friendly with me. I think wow. I could have fucked her. Nope. Murray, yeah. you got strippered. No, I don't think so. That was stripper so. talk. I don't think so. Murray, how many times have you been to strip club? I don't go to strip clubs. Exactly. You got strippered. I don't believe it. I think I could have slept with Yeah, I know you don't. You got I can't think I can't get a fucking middle-aged woman. Come on. She's not in her prime anymore. If she's in her prime, I would believe you. Okay. I think it. Yeah. Everybody, Aubra's been to a few strip clubs. Please let Murray know he was strippered. Oh, I don't know. Well, whatever. I didn't I wasn't like I was like, <laughs> okay. I wasn't like, all right, let's do this. Let me get you a Pepsi, ma'am. Yeah, I didn't do that. I went, okay, nice talking to you. <laughs> all right. That's it. Look for uh, for the last episode of the year, Conan the Barbarian, and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Thanks for the, your shitty voice. I was like fucking the voice of an angel, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Life Day? Have yourself a Murray little Christmas. No. Oh, well, I like that. No. Well, shut the fuck up and let me sing it. No. Keep it warm because it's really fucking cold.